Tammy Duckworth is poised to be the first woman to give birth while serving as a U.S. senator. Uh, Duckworth will turn 50 in March. Whoa. Yeah, that's remarkable. Whoa. She's and she's a war a, hero. Does yeah, she have lost a... Lost both legs in a row. Oh, okay. Yeah. I have no idea who this woman was. I thought for some reason she was trans. I don't know. I messed up. I'm like... <laughs> Wait a minute. Is she trans or does she not have legs? Like, what? what's happening? Wait, she had a baby? How the hell did she have a baby? She's all I'm woman. all yeah. mixed up. She's, she's You're close. confusing people, I think. Yep. Yeah. You know. uh, but she said that she is... They're getting good at the trans thing. I'm, you know, not implausible. Well, the guy, Old Tammy the... Cuckworth having a baby at 50? Sad. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. It's six minutes after six at DVE. Here is the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Clouds will decrease as we go through the day today. Still chilly, high temperature 35. Few clouds tonight down to 26 and then much warmer on Friday. Mostly sunny, high temperature 53. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It is 24 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Former Michigan State University and USA Gymnastics doctor Larry Nasser will serve the rest of his life in prison for sexually assaulting patients. Ingham County Judge Rosemarie Acalina handed down a sentence of up to 175 years in prison to Nasser yesterday with the term to be served after his federal sentence for child pornography possession ends. More than 150 survivors and their families gave victim impact statements over the seven-day sentence hearing in Lansing. The abuse dates back to the early 90s and survivors called out Michigan State University and Olympic gymnastics officials for covering it up and pressing gymnasts to remain silent. And the president of Michigan State is resigning because of that uh, case with Larry Nasser. MSU President Lou Anna Simon said in her resignation letter that Nasser was an evil person who inflicted harm under the guise of medical treatment. Simon was under pressure to step down over the scandal. She says that she was unaware of any issues with Nasser until 2014. Did you see yesterday, did you see her delivering the ver- the verdict no. and the sentencing? Oh my God, it was in- it was intense. Because she was not playing any games with letting him know what a scumbag he was. And then when she was done, there was like a standing ovation in the courtroom. Good. Yeah. Good for her. I mean, that dirtbag wrote a six-page letter, letter to the mm-hmm. judge complaining that all these were testimonies up, yeah. were, were uh, mentally hurting him. Yeah. It was like he was complaining about that. The IRS will start accepting 2017 tax returns on January 29th. That includes both paper and electronic returns. The deadline is April 17th this year, but of course, the earlier you file, the earlier you get that refund if you've got one coming. Pittsburgh City workers begin their first ever pothole blitz today. For the next three days, crews will be filling as many of the 300 reported potholes as they can. Public Works officials say the city will have 30 trucks and more than 100 staffers on the job between now and Saturday at 6 p.m. First day, they're like gangbusters. Second day, they're like, all right, we are out of the real concrete. Start bringing in stuff from around your house. We have about (laughs) 75,000 tree sap, uh, burnt popcorn. Anybody have any uh, black stonewashed jeans they're not wearing anymore? (laughs) 
Heart disease is the number one killer of men and women in America, responsible for one out of four deaths. Dr. David Goff of the National Heart, Lung, and Blood Institute says it's clear that inactivity kills. He says adults should spend at least 150 minutes a week doing physical activity. That's brisk walking or dancing and that even housework and gardening count. Dr. Goff also recommends a diet rich in vegetables, fruit, whole grains, and low-fat protein to reduce the risk of heart disease. And finally, music legend Elton John is retiring from the road after a final world tour starting in September. He made the announcement yesterday afternoon at YouTube's headquarters in New York City. He said his Goodbye Yellow Brick Road Tour will cover 300 dates around the world over three years. 70-year-old music icon who was hospitalized Hospitalized in South America last March after contracting a severe bacterial infection, said his health issues were not a factor in his decision to retire. I wouldn't guess since a three-year world tour will probably be pretty taxing. Mm-hmm. Uh, he insisted he would not follow in the footsteps of countless artists who launched farewell tours only to return to the stage, but said he would not rule out the possibility of a future residency. He did say he'll continue to write and record. That massive tour will feature a stop in Pittsburgh October 10th at PPG Paints Arena. It's pretty early in the tour schedule. Tickets go on sale February 2nd, but American Express pre-sale begins at 10 a.m. today through this Monday, the 29th at 10 p.m., and a limited number of exclusive VIP packages will also be available starting today at 10 a.m. Uh, they include uh, pre Premium tickets, onstage photo opportunity at the Elton John's piano, backstage tours, and all kinds of stuff. If you want more information, you can find it at eltonjohn.com. Decrease in clouds, mid-30s for the high today. It's 24 at DVE. Yeah, it's the DVE morning show, and if you give me an excuse to play Elton John, I'm going to do it. Oh, that just ended. That was a little weird after after all that time. <laughs> yeah. Val, what happened in the ending of you? That's a good corporate edit. Shut up. Are you kidding me? I have no control over this. How could they butcher the end of that song like that? That's a great question. Man, that makes me sick. That explains <laughs> why I, I thought that uh, song was much longer than that. You're right. Oh, yeah, because Val was looking at it. She's like, I thought it was longer. And I was like, oh, no. Think it is what it is. So they cut a full two minutes off. Looks like it. They just that whole lo- and jam. Yeah, but it wasn't even a fade out. iHeartRadio, get your act together. Who's in charge of that? Not me, Mister Hart. Is it Val? No. Is it Sean McDowell? No <laughs> way. I don't think so. Sean McDowell would never cut somebody a song. way above my head. You know what? That guy or girl sucks. Okay, Elton John going on a three-year farewell tour, which is not really a farewell tour. It's a long goodbye. He's saying, I'm touring the world for three years. Can you imagine the drama that's going to be occurring on this thing? Three years with Elton John on the road. That's a long time. That is a long, long time. What do you think his wardrobe situation is (laughs) going to be? Like, how many, will it be one full truck? At least. At least. Oh, my God. Can you imagine carrying somebody's clothes around like that? That must be the most emasculating truck driver job in the world. (laughs) Yeah. I am a trucker. I just got Elton John's uh, wardrobe in there and couldn't make weight. (laughs) Surprisingly, all those boas end up... (laughs) 
Really adding up. He just at the end of the bit, he's just wearing them in the truck stop, <laughs> sipping coffee. <laughs> he's the most fabulous truck driver. These feather boas are nice, Earl. <laughs> um, Mike Pursuit is coming in next with your sports. Pens are back at it again tonight. Our friend Greg Warren is going to be live in studio. Greg. So we're excited to see Greg. He's in town this weekend performing with Bill Crawford. Bill Crawford will be there, too, uh, at uh, hey, wait. Club Cafe Saturday night. You can get tickets for that at clubcafelive.com. Mike's got your sports next. Lev Bell says he's optimistic about the long-term deal the Steelers are going to give him. Yeah, oh, good. Yeah. Maybe or maybe not. DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. What's the word? What do you do if you park at the Mon Wharf? You have to have a backup lot? Mm-hmm. They close out a lot, right? Or an amphibious car. This one seems like a long time. It doesn't usually seem like it's yeah. If it's long. If it's overcast, the Mon Wharf is closed. Yeah. I mean, if you're counting on that, you better have a good backup plan. Indubitably. wonder where you park. Every time I hear the Mod Wharf is closed, I always wonder. What do those poor bastards do? They don't go into work. They look for another wharf. Next Who needs wharf, a wharf? Next wharf up. Who needs a wharf? Pens in the Wild tonight at PPG Pates Arena. 7 o'clock on your Pens flagship 1059 The X. Who will be in goal? I can tell you who will not be in goal. Tristan Jerry. You were stunned at this news. Reassigned to AHL Wilkes-Barre Scranton yesterday. To Smith? To Good? Kind of thought Jerry was the backup. I guess not. Kind of thought they liked him. Casey, Another goalie controversy. Casey to Smith coming out of nowhere. Maybe it's a conspiracy against French Canadian guys. I think that's it. Which, if it is, I'm okay with that. Casey DeSmith is making a move, though. Three straight starts, and you heard uh, Mike Sullivan talk yesterday about how impressive uh, the kid has been, how he's looked right for the part, not only physically but mentally, and how he's adapting to the NHL, and about how he's worked his way up from the ECHL. Uh, be interesting to see who gets the call tonight. Last game before the All-Star break, and the Penguins welcome home Matt Cullen, who's back in town with the Wild for the first time since winning Back-to-back Stanley Cup championships with the Penguins the past two seasons. Cullen played 154 games in the past two regular seasons. I didn't, I wasn't aware of this. That was the third most on the team combined the last two years. Wow. Games played. He was uh, available. Or, yeah. Dependable. And in the playoffs, uh, 49 games. Six goals and nine assists in the uh, two cup-winning runs. For for a guy you were probably hoping to you know ring out the last part of his uh, ability there, he really was dependable, and then he's kept going. And did it in a bunch of roles. Did it up and down the, the forward lineup. Uh, might also be a big night for Sidney Crosby tonight. He remains one goal shy of 400 career goals. Uh, Crosby would join Mario Lemieux and Yarmer Yager as the only Players in franchise history to score at least 400 goals. Pens are 26, 21, and 3, 55 points. That's fifth in the Metropolitan Division with just one point behind second place, New Jersey. And the Penguins continue to be in possession of the second wild card spot in the Eastern Conference. The two wild cards are Columbus and Pittsburgh with 55 points. The Rangers and Islanders are the closest pursuers on the outside looking in, each with 53 points. Le'Veon Bell was at practice 
for the Pro Bowl yesterday in Orlando, Florida. It didn't come with just about five minutes remaining. Apparently, he was there for the whole thing. And he had uh, quite a bit to say to reporters afterward. Uh, among the Nuggets, Bell talking about uh, a contract extension rather than playing for the franchise tag again, as he did this year. He wants to see that happen before February the 20th, which is the first day the Steelers can apply the franchise tag to Le'Veon Bell. Quote, we'll definitely get it done before then. We can definitely do that. That's the goal. That's what I want to do. Both sides are still working and trying to make things work. They have to give a little. I may have to give a little, but the biggest thing is I want to be a Steeler going into next season. Le'Veon Bell uh, also talking about what he's worth, not in specific numbers, but uh, this from a story in today's Post-Gazette by Ray Fittipaldo. Quote, I do a lot of things on the field. I'm not just running the ball. I'm catching the ball. I haven't given up a sack in my entire career. That shows you how well I do in pass protection. That all speaks for itself. I'm a great teammate. I'm a locker room guy. Guys follow my lead. I'm a good personality off the field. I'm pretty sure a lot of teams want me in their locker room. Pretty sure a lot of teams want him on the field. Yeah. The locker room stuff, <laughs> I'm not as sure of. No. Not, not that he's disliked or anything. He is a charismatic guy, and uh, he's very uh, engaging with his teammates or if they're playing basketball or screwing around. I mean, he's always posting videos of him and his him and his buddies doing stuff in the yeah. locker room. You know, and if you need a guy for the last five minutes of practice, usually he's your guy. <laughs> Very dependable. You know, some of the other guys are getting tired about then because they've been working the whole time, and he just comes over the hill like the cavalry and says, hey, give me a couple reps. <laughs> Speaking of that, uh, the uh, the much-talked-about incident before Jacksonville game, Bell reportedly blowing off all but five minutes of the walkthrough before the Steelers' playoff loss to the Jaguars. Bell says, quote, Everybody on the inside knew what was going on. I had some personal things that I had to attend to. All my coaches and most of my teammates kind of knew what was going on. It is what it is. I talked to my coaches before all of it. Coach Tomlin and James Saxon. He's the running backs coach. Those guys knew. Ben Roethlisberger with some stuff to say as well yesterday in Orlando talking about the new offense. Quote, I don't think much will change. I think that was the key. That was important for everybody that it didn't change much. We have a window. We have the pieces. Why would you want to try and change it too much? So I think that's one of the reasons they kept it in-house. He's talking about Randy Feekner replacing Todd Haley as offensive coordinator. And if you love the offense so much, why change it all? If the window's so short, you know? I don't <clears> – I mean, I get – Because you hate the guy that put in the window? Yeah, they don't even need to – dance around that any longer we didn't get along you know look there are personality clashes but what a lot of what we did was good we want to keep that implemented bringing in somebody else would have. we'd like his plays i just don't want to see his face yeah soon. we like what he did but we'd rather he wizard of oz did yeah <laughs> get behind the curtain college troops last night duquesne falls to richmond in overtime 77 to 73 at the palumbo center dukes are 14 and 7 overall 5 and 3 in the A-10, Pitt loses at home to NC State, 72-68. The Panthers are 8-13 overall and 0-8 in the ACC. And the Baseball Hall of Fame will welcome four new members in July in Cooperstown, New York this summer. Chipper Jones, Vladimir Guerrero, Jim Tomei, and Trevor Hoffman are the class of 2018. Roger Clemens and Barry Bonds didn't make it. Wonder why. They're not very good. 
they're not very well liked. A little bit over 50% of the vote for both of those guys. You need 75. Yeah, maybe the second thing. They're not well liked, and PED hangs over their head. Like, not, like a syringe. Yeah, nothing you can do about that. Yeah, sort of Damocles. It's a syringe of Damocles. Uh, Val has news top of the hour. What are you talking about? Well, guys can be gold diggers, too. We'll talk about them coming up. Decreasing clouds. Still cool today. Mid-30s for the high warm-up tomorrow and over the weekend. It's 24 DB. Our buddy Greg Warren's going to be hanging out in studio with us. He is performing live at Club Cafe this Saturday night with Bill Crawford. What time's he coming in? Clubcafelive.com. 720. You bringing food? I don't know. You uh, got a little... Probably uh, not. You hanging over a little bit? A little bit, a little bit. Wow. A yeah. little bit. Well, we did. We had a little party for Slack last night, so it was Mike, a nice get together. Mike didn't realize them fancy hipster beers. They pack a wallop. Yes, they do. Tasty as well. Delicious. Don't get me wrong. Delicious. Good and good for you, Randall. Oh, they will smack you right in the face. <laughs> All right, yeah. Greg will be in a little bit later on this morning, and uh, your chance at a thousand dollars in workforce cash coming up. <laughs> TV. It's a Nickelback kind of Thursday. DB Morning Show. Val's got your news coming. What's up? We're going to talk about women and men as gold diggers and uh, more people, more celebrities being accused of sexual assault. So that's coming up. Oh, good. Uh, $1,000 <laughs> in workforce cash right after the top of the hour here. You can win that each and every hour right on a dot on DB. Elton John going on a three-year farewell tour, which is not really a farewell tour. It's a long goodbye. Can you imagine the drama that's going to be occurring on this thing? Three years with Elton John on that's the road. That's a long time. That is a long, long time. What do you think his wardrobe situation is <laughs> oh going to be? God. Like, how many? Will it be one full truck? At least. At least. Oh, my God. Can you imagine carrying somebody's clothes around like that? That must be the most emasculating truck driver job in the world. <laughs> yeah. Just, I am a trucker. <laughs> I just got Elton John's uh, wardrobe in there and... Couldn't make weight. <laughs> My, Surprisingly, all those boas end up really adding up. He just, at the end of the video, he's just wearing them in the truck stop, <laughs> sipping coffee. <laughs> he's the most fabulous truck driver. These feather boas are nice. Randy Bauman and the DVE Oh, yeah, it is show. the DVE Morning Show. And Val Porter is here with uh, your news, your celebrity sleaze, all kinds of stuff. Greg Warren, our friend, will be in studio live this morning. He's at Club Cafe Saturday night with Bill Crawford. Comedy shows, Pittsburgh. Greg Warren, Bill Crawford. ClubCafeLive.com to get tickets. ClubCafeLive.com. Valerie, what's going on? Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Clouds will decrease as we go through the day today. Still chilly, high temperature 35. Few clouds tonight down to 26 and then much warmer on Friday. Mostly sunny, high temperature 53. I'm Scott Harbaugh in Severe Weather Center 11. It's 24 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. The Justice Department is warning the Republican chairman of the House Intelligence Committee about releasing a classified memo about alleged abuses at the FBI. A letter to Chairman Devin Nunes says releasing the memo would be extraordinarily reckless and an unprecedented action. The letter explains that before the memo is made public, it should be reviewed by the Justice Department so it can tell the committee about any risk to investigations or national security that might happen from releasing it and a viral hashtag to release the memo is being driven in part by hundreds of twitter accounts created 
just for that hashtag. A study by CNN says release the memo has been retweeted by over a thousand accounts that have been set up in the past few days. Many of those accounts have the egghead picture. Yeah. Uh, Democrats say it's a misleading attempt to derail the special counsel probe of possible ties between Russia and the Trump campaign. No. Well, the memo was made up by a guy who was completely complicit in all of it and has been the whole time. It's just crazy. Nunez. The diversionary tactics that are going on here and the fact that people wouldn't want to get to the bottom of what what happened. Oh, stop all the investigations. Yeah. We, we, We made up a memo. For the first time on, I saw on Twitter the other day, this might be a bot account. Oh, yeah. They told, they were like that new They're, warning. Right. Yeah. That they give you. It's crazy. It's just like that whole secret society thing, all these guys. Like elected officials out there drumming up, marshalling support for this supposed secret society that's happening. And it was over a tweet in which was clearly a joke about calendars. Yeah. Like it was a dumb joke. And they're actually spending time on it. We're in a lot of trouble. A lot of trouble. We're literally making things up and running with them to the tune of millions of dollars and taking our eye off the ball so that the Koch brothers get richer. I'd like to say we're smarter than this, Bill. I don't think we are. I don't think we are. I think you're overestimating our intelligence. We're dumb. PA Gaming Control Board officials say Westmoreland County is going to get a mini casino. A Philly-based developer but developer bid $40 million for the license to build within a 15-mile radius of Derry Township. The mini-casino site can have up to 750 slot machines and can add 30 table games at an additional cost. If that's a mini-casino, that seems like a lot, but... Seems like a maxi casino. According to a new study, guys are gold diggers, too. With one group of subjects, researchers showed pictures of potential love interest to men and women, then asked about the potential for a relationship with that person. With the other group, researchers showed pictures of luxury items before showing pictures of the potential mates. And sure enough, subjects in the second group were way more interested in hooking up than those in the first group. Somehow, someway, pictures of luxury items got the subjects in the second group all uh, hyped up and looking for a little action. And the thing (laughs) is, it didn't matter whether the subject was a man or woman. Both men and women uh, seem to show gold digger behavior. Uh, Yeah. I think it's a lot harder for a guy to execute. I'm sure he probably would have some leanings in that direction, but it's just way harder, I think. I don't know. It's... uh Boy, there seems to be more movies about the gold digger guy. There's one on HBO right now that has a sort of a gold digger, uh, not subplot, but side plot. Um, it's called Mosaic, the Steven Soderbergh thing he filmed. It's like a miniseries. Oh, I haven't heard of this. But that's where, the, like, the, I guess the difference is where do you hang out if you're a gold digger, if you're a guy? You go to, like, the ski towns. Country clubs. Malibu. You know, all the places where they may be rich divorcees or even more fertile territory like the rich widows might be hanging out. Got to go to the Hula Hands in Malibu. Yeah. Yeah. Wasn't there some like ski movie from the 80s that was the plot? All of them. (laughs) Yes. Like it was a. Is that it? It was with um, Fiona. I can't remember her name. Long, dark hair. She was like, I think she was Australian or British. She was beautiful. like this rich, older yeah. woman who hooks up with the ski instructor. Yeah. Yeah. That was ski school. Ski school. I remember that vividly. Yeah. 
Yeah. Is that a big one? Is that yeah. early in the old uh, in the bank? The 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 <laughs> cover of that movie is just a uh, a woman in a bikini with just her legs and the skis. No, I think this is a different movie. Is that Ski a comedy? Ski School is 1990. That's not the movie I'm thinking of. And it has Dean Cameron, Tom Breshnan, Tom, not, a, not a lot of household names here. No. Val, you are thinking of something else. Yes. But that same exact Peter plot Berg line. Peter Berg is in the movie I'm Hot thinking Hot Dog of. the Movie? No. I don't think so. Peter Berg. Uh, he, he plays a ski instructor. I, I know what movie you're talking I about. I think I know it what was movie more, you're it talking about. It wasn't a comedy. It was more of a uh, more serious. Does he like... He gets beat up by f- guys he owes money to and... I'm I'm looking because this stuff drives me crazy. But that exact plot line happens in ski school. Just so you know, she's all rich. ski movies are exactly the same. Uh, Miracle Mile? No, that wouldn't have been Aspen, Aspen High. Extreme. Aspen, Aspen Extreme. Extreme. Good, good getting on that. He flat. played Dexter Ritecki. Who wouldn't have remembered that? How did we forget? Who's the Fiona? Who's the woman in it? Uh, Fiona Hughes. Yes, she's played Bryce Kellogg. Uh, in that movie. Isn't Fiona Hughes the chick who was on General Hospital for yes. a while? Glad I know that. <laughs> Taking up space in my brain, Bill. Woo, got to the bottom of that. Yeah. Ski school is way better. We can move on. I'm with you. It. She was also in Staying Alive. Yeah, you're right. She was the one of the dance the dancer. You know what my one of my favorite storylines in almost every ski movie is? That they somehow have to win back the mountain. Like there's <laughs> some rich tycoon in town that's gonna sell the mountain man yeah and we gotta win this competition or the mountain's gone yeah i know what are they gonna do to it's the mountain like, what, what, it's a mountain where's, where's the mountain going yeah it's a mountain they're gonna sell it off and then not let people ski anymore it just turns into like a a, a big sam's club oh, somebody <laughs> tweeted us cocktail that was a plot line in cocktail tom cruise hooked up with the older oh, yeah. woman who oh had yeah money. for sure uh, I had a friend who did that in real life. It worked out well for him. Did it? Yeah, worked out really well for him. <laughs> worked out really well for him. He had it was an understanding. It was an agreement. He's like, I need cash, and uh, I'll pay you back, but I'll hang out with you. She was like, All right, huh? Let's do it. That's how Tim met Val, right? <laughs> yeah. Pretty sure that's how yeah. it happened. That's how it all went down. In the movies, they always fall in love. Like, the arrangement will be like, whatever, and then they'll be like, you know what? Maybe there is something here. <laughs> I think I love her. Like I wh- started out just looking for the money, but she's got a heart. I don't remember exactly how um, the Redford Woody Harrelson Demi Moore movie, what was it? Indecent Proposal. That one. Yes. Uh, I'll give you a million dollars if I can sleep with your wife. Uh, that one. Beautiful movie. She- it really, it was... It was great. She has sex with him. Okay. Yes. Causes problems in the marriage. Yes. They split up. Yeah. She goes with Robert Redford. Yeah, she actually takes off with him yeah. for a little bit. They realize that it's never going to work. She's still in love with Woody Harrelson. They eventually yes. get back together. And Woody, the ultimate, the first uh, cuck, he, was the, he started the alt-right movement right there. <laughs> Woody Harrelson. Thanks, Woody. Thanks for nothing. And that same kind of plot line is in uh, The Money Pit. Where he's he comes, <laughs> Tom Hanks comes to Shelley Long at the steps, and he's like, "Look, you cheated on me with Alexander Goodenough, and I don't care." She's like, "I didn't cheat on you." And he's like, "You're lying to me, and I don't care." 
Well, I'm if, not lying to you. If you can't put the phone Your down. Your voice is annoying and I don't <laughs> care. If you can't put the phone down during meals, you are not alone. A study by Nutrisystem found nearly 30% of Americans admit their phone is with them at every meal. 35% of those ages 18 to 25 say they never are without their phones when eating. 50% of respondents said they had their phones on the table for most meals. Just 17% made meals phone-free zones. So not many, and it's uh, not just phones distracting us during mealtime. 72% say they typically watch television while eating. On your phone. I, yes. You know, it's getting to the point where, like, you know how people tough. who try to give up cigarettes will hold uh, a fake cigarette or a pen or there's a cigarette and they won't light it and they have yes. to have it? I'm going to have to have, I'm going to just take my old iPhone out with me that I, you know, never traded in, that's not active. So you can just satisfy so can, the hand-holding craving. Just to craving. hold it. Yeah. Oh, this is so good to hold. Just yeah. hold, you know, and then you can't activate it, and at least you'll get the uh, the the buzz, the, the muscle the memory. You know what I mean? That's what the they charge. say about smoking: is the, the take, placebo effect. Taking it to the face is really the yeah. uh, is really the, the thing you get addicted. Taking it to the face. <laughs> yeah, taking it to the face feels really? like not the right. <laughs> that's the wrong there. thing to say. Yeah, that's Great. what Elton John's tour is called. <laughs> <laughs> One last shot to the wow. face. Wow! First, first <laughs> punch from Greg Warren. <laughs> it's a walk off. Uh, pinch in home run. Just, <laughs> nobody even knew he was in uniform yet. <laughs> he walked out and smacked it out of the park. Uh, good to see you, buddy. How are you? Hey, guys. Greg, how are you? Greg Ward is at Greg? the uh, at Club Cafe Saturday night. Bill Crawford will be on that show, too. There are two shows Saturday night for Greg, and you can get tickets at clubcafelive.com. The early show is pretty close to uh, sellout, so if you want to get the early show, you better hurry up and get those tickets. Uh, good to see you, man. You too, man. Right I'm, on. I have such I have such a pathetic life. I was listening to you guys on the way in, and you were talking about that. Yeah, that, that is what most pathetic people do. <laughs> no, no, not that part. Not that part. <laughs> that doesn't sound right. Yeah. But I was. You were talking about that ski movie, man. Oh yeah. And I'm just furious with you guys because it's it's not ski school. It's not it's not ski school. Uh, and then I'm a bigger idiot because I text Crawford. I'm like, it's Aspen High, you dummy. Yeah, Aspen and Extreme. He, and he right? texts back, no, it's Extreme. Yeah. <laughs> All those movies kind of blended together. Hot Dog, the movie was really Hot Dog was Hot was, Dog. I think was like probably the most all the skiing. Like there was it, a, yeah, there was a lot of really good skiing. Wasn't that yeah. like Porky's on skis? A little bit. Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. It was, but there was really like there was really cool skiing in there. Mm -hmm. if, if you're there a was also yeah. a lot of skiing in Better Off Dead. A great oh, there was secondary yeah. plot line. Yeah, yeah. The, the, the school with the ski team. That was the bit. Yeah. yeah, you know, because every high school has a ski team. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. That one had a weird save the mountain thing, didn't it? Didn't he have to? I don't remember. I remember Booger snorting snow. Pure yeah. snow. <laughs> and then didn't he like do the whole thing on one ski? Yeah, and the, uh, and the paper boy was chasing him the entire yes. time. I want $2. my two dollars. <laughs> Whatever happened to the guy that made those films? Stav Savage Steve Holland. He made uh, Better Off Dead, and he made Wasn't One he Crazy Summer. One Crazy Summer was great, man. That Great. was an awesome movie. Was, was it Better Off Dead? Which one was it where there was that weird cartoon in That was one both, crazy. Both. Well, yeah, both. you're right. That's right, yeah. yeah. It was like his hallmark. It was, oh, a, was, it was it? a Savage Steve Holland thing. Yeah, because in every, uh, Better Off Dead, everyone, everybody wants some. The Van Halen yeah. song plays yeah. while he's yeah. flipping yeah. burgers. Remember, yeah. hamburger guy. And speaking yeah. of Porky's, the guy who played Porky I... in Porky's was the owner of the hamburger restaurant in Better Off Dead. 
this is in my brain. It shouldn't be. Oh, like, no, it's sorry. taking up space. And then John I, Cusack I, I was I think a, it's important knowledge. <laughs> was an artist in the second one, and yeah. his drawings came to came life. To life yeah. Yes. Yeah. And uh, Bobcat Goldthwait was uh, a, a twin, even though they, egg. Were, yeah, yeah, egg. Egg. they weren't identical <laughs> twins. They were, they were twins. And uh, he had one of the funniest scenes in that movie, or of any oh, movie of that era, God, yeah. was when he was telling the story about <laughs> the poor fat kid in high school, <laughs> and John Cusack's like, and were you that fat kid? And Bob Cat's like, uh, no, I, but I used to beat him up all the time. I'd be like, why are you so fat? <laughs> like, it, was, it was such a funny setup on that scene. There's, they did that in uh, King of the Hill one time. Uh, the, he, like, uh, Hank was talking to Bobby, and he was like, uh, I know what it's like to be picked on when you're in high school. Then it shows Hank in a, in a leather jacket, and he's going, Hey, fatty, you are fat. <laughs> I sure do know what it's like. <laughs> From the other end, but nonetheless. What else you got over there? Uh, That's it. Forecast decreasing clouds mid-30s for the high today. It's 24 at DB. Well, I would imagine, Greg, you're a guy, you know, you you eat out a lot, and uh, having your phone at the table is a must. I'm sure you've already read through every menu front to back by this point. So yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah, I don't go unless I, I, I check it out. Yeah, you can't stand around and uh, just stare at people, though, right? You have to have your phone. Now, if you're not looking at your phone, you're a crazy yeah, you person. Yeah, you some kind of weirdo. Yeah, yeah, yeah you're a weirdo, just yeah. sitting over there with your that coffee. guy eating by himself, just staring into the distance. Yeah. Before, you could do that. Remember? Remember when you used to not have a phone? And I, I, I guess I do, because I, I eat by myself before I didn't have a phone. Right. And what would you look at? What would you stare if you're I mean, eating I'm sure by yourself? The, the waitress or somebody's wife, uncomfortably. Somebody's <laughs> 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 uh, Well, maybe go stag to see Greg. I wish I had what you had, brother. <laughs> <laughs> the meatloaf? No. No, uh-uh. sir. <laughs> Helen, the thing eating it. Um, Greg is at the, or I'm sorry, at the Club Cafe with Bill on Saturday night. We're going to take a, a, a break here really quick. Mike Pursuit is going to come in. And uh, you got your St. Louis, uh, St. Louis uh, blue sweatshirt on right now. And you guys, it had logo. to piss you off pretty bad Classic. to see the Rams going as far as they did this year. Yeah, I didn't. Uh, I was happy when they lost. Yeah. Were you rooting mm-hmm. against them or just not you watching? Had to right? rooting against them. Yeah, I mean, honestly, and you know, I know what I know what you guys are, man. Uh, and and but I, I was rooting against the NFL for the last couple of years. Like I know it's an important part of the city here, but uh, yeah, well. they took away three teams from me, man. I mean, St. Louis Cardinals, I was you know how much of a baseball fan I am. Yes. I was as much or more as a kid. I was a bigger St. Louis Cardinal football fan. I loved football. okay. They left. Hmm. Then I my first job in college is in Houston. Uh, right. And I'm like, all right, I'm going to get into the Oilers. All right. It's when Warren Moon was like sure. really killing it. And, and then they left. Yeah. And then uh, then I moved back to St. Louis. And I was trepidatious at that time. Like I was like I was like kind of a Rams fan, but not like I was for the other stuff. But my dad was into it. So I'm like, all right, I'd go to a couple of games and watch and stuff. And uh, they left. So I, I really... I really hate the NFL. Who was the St. Louis Cardinals quarterback that was really good? Jim Not Hart. Jim, I had Jim Hart. Jim Hart. And he was, I mean, I loved him, but he was. He had the advantage. Like, they had this insane offensive line back then. They had, like, Conrad Dobler and uh, Bob Young and these guys that were Tom Banks. Conrad Dobler was the dirtiest the guy dirtiest in the NFL. The dirtiest man in the NFL. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, he, yeah he was terrible. Man. It was funny. They used to just, like, 
It was like he'd go on Johnny Carson because he was such an awful yeah, person. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He was a big deal. Yeah, for being he's like, dirty. hey, let's put him in a, a, a Miller Lite commercial. Yes. And everyone yes. celebrate how awful he was. It would be like if Indomin Kong Su was being celebrated for, you know, cheap shots only. Yeah, that's yeah. he'd stick his fingers in people's well, eyes. I mean, they kind yeah. of did that with Joe <laughs> he's Green. He's a big biter, I think. Right? I mean, Joe Green wasn't necessarily a dirty player, but I mean, he kicked people. He threw them. Did he? I see that. Oh, I didn't yeah. know that, man. I thought he was his, just his nickname was mean. Greg. I know, but I thought it was just because it rhymed. It was really <laughs> no. I mean, Mean Gene from the WWE was is not that mean. I don't uh, know. Really? No. Are we sure? Yeah, you might be right. <laughs> He's still around. Mean Gene is. Yeah, I yeah. thought he was dead. Do the foreign uh, Do the foreign wrestlers still call him Gene Mean? No. Well, well, Gene Mean. Uh. <laughs> that sounds like Gino, something he would do today. Put that down. Uh, Mike has your sports coming in uh, next. Uh, by the way, speaking of the the uh, Penguins, Tristan Jari sent down to Wilkes-Barre. So that's uh, oh, kind of like, oh, much really? to do about nothing? Yeah, is, is that it, a big uh, move? Is that a big push for DeSmith, or is Jari just getting some... Uh, some uh, PT? I don't know. Uh, Mike will give you the full details coming up. And uh, also, another chance at 1000 bucks of workforce cash coming up around the bend here at 8 a.m. That's everything. DVE Sports. All right. Our friend Greg Warren hanging out with us live in studio this morning, performing at Club Cafe Saturday night. Clubcafelive.com for tickets. Bill's on those shows and uh, in studio now with the sports update. Mike Pursuta. What's going on over there, Mike? There's a lot going on, Randall. Yeah. Uh, let's start with the Steelers. Ben Roethlisberger and Le'Veon Bell speaking down in Orlando yesterday following a practice for the Pro Bowl. And, of course, the subject of the new offensive coordinator, Randy Feekner, came up. Roethlisberger said that he did not campaign for Feekner to replace <laughs> Todd Haley, but Roethlisberger is certainly pleased that uh, Feekner's in the position he's now in as the new O.C., you know, I, it's not like I went into Mr. Rooney's office and said, hey, listen, it, let's, let's get Randy. But, you know, I think um, you know everyone kind of knew that, that we have a good relationship. I mean, he's one of the longest tenured guys in, the, in that room. I think everyone understands that his work ethic is what it is and his uh, input and knowledge of the offense is what it is. And I think that was, was very beneficial. And, um, you know, I don't think it was any secret that we have a great relationship and that it, I, I think that that's what they wanted to propel moving forward. So is it? Is he telling us to read between the lines there and consider what he's not saying? It's no secret. I had a great relationship with Randy, or we have a great relationship. Right. Conversely, it's no secret that he and Haley got along about as well as oil and water. <laughs> right? Right. Ben not It wasn't just Ben, Haley. by the way. Ben wasn't the only guy that had trouble with Haley. The other coaches weren't necessarily enamored with him, too, from what we've heard. Yeah, wasn't I, there a thing with Munchak where like all of a sudden he found out Haley was not going to be there anymore, and he took his name out of consideration for the Arizona job? I he took his name out of consideration for the Arizona job. I know that much. Okay. Um, ben Roethlisberger also asked yesterday. That audio uh, comes to us uh, via Steelers dot com, by the way. Um, ben asked yesterday if Haley being uh, not retained and Beekner being promoted means that Ben Roethlisberger is, in fact, the unofficial hmm. offensive coordinator. Well, I think we're going to be working together, which I think is the key. I think that's very important. I think all of us working together from all the, the coaching staff to the quarterbacks to positions, I think it's never one person's offense. It's always our offense, and I think that's that's the biggest thing. And, and like I said, Randy and I, um, we've worked well together for a long time, and I, I hope and that we'll continue to work well together. 
Feekner walks into Rooney's office. He's like, okay, Randy, I'm looking at your references here. Ken Bothlisberger. I'm going to give this number a call, see what your qualifications are. He's been coaching a long time, Randy Feekner. Uh, his NFL experience is with the Steelers starting in 2007 as the wide receivers coach. He's been with the organization for a long time. Prior to that, uh, Purdue as a student assistant, his alma mater, Purdue, 1984, Grad assistant at Michigan, uh, USC volunteer coach, UNLV tight ends, University of Memphis wide receivers and quarterbacks, Purdue wide receivers and recruiting coordinator. He's called plays at two stops along the way. From 1997 to 2000 at Arkansas State, he was the offensive coordinator slash quarterbacks coach. And that staff, by the way, included Keith Butler and Mike Tomlin. Right. Weird that they all intersected at Arkansas State. And then ended up at Pittsburgh together. And then Feekner also called plays at the University of Memphis from 2001 to 2006. And he hasn't done it since then. I think it's a good move for one simple fact. He knows what's worked well for Ben. He knows what Ben is comfortable with. And ultimately, at this stage in his career, that's important. Yeah, More important than having a contentious relationship with somebody. I, I would agree with you. I would, I would suggest that to a degree Haley's work is done here. In that he did extend Roethlisberger's career. He didn't get killed four years ago. They got him to stop taking so many sacks, and he's been healthier. He's been more productive. Now you have whatever the window is left, try to maximize it, right? And if it's making him as happy as, as you possibly can is the way to do that. I mean, with, What they've done to this point has only worked so far, and by their standard of the Super Bowl, or bust mentality, it, it has not worked well enough. I just don't like the fact that an unproven commodity is coming in for a proven one. Yeah. And we're it's, assuming that that makes us better. It's it's an interesting way to go about it, but everybody got to start somewhere, right? With a limited window, all the arguments they gave, that, that he gave there for why it's a good reason, I can tell you that that's the same way you can look at it for why it's not a good hire. Yeah. Well, what if you bring in somebody and there's that transition year when you know that the window is closing on his career? Yeah. You're like, going to have continuity and consistency and terminology and all that crap. So Right, but I mean part of that is, and I don't know, maybe this is where Randy Feekner's expertise comes in, but to have a knowledge of the bank of plays available in given yeah. situations, to have the ability to call up what's going to work in situational football and have an understanding of the offense and the dynamics uh, with who you have on the field at that time on both sides of the ball. There's a lot that goes into it. Yeah, And I don't know if the quarterback's coach is automatically because he's been around a long time, the the right guy. I well, mean, his bona fides don't give me any you know cause to jump up and down for joy. Were you other than with that Arkansas State team back then? <laughs> I didn't know. <laughs> right. You've seen some of the plays they ran. Yeah, yeah, I I I didn't. But it seems like his <laughs> qualifications are that we're being told. Ah, well, he gets along with everybody, and he's been there the whole time. Yeah, well, that's part of it. And to get along with everybody, I mean, Haley was a polarizing figure. Oh yeah, at the facility, off campus, if you will, he was his own worst enemy. Yes, at times, and uh, a lot of people don't like Todd Haley. A lot of people think he's great, and one of the people that thinks he's great is Hugh Jackson, the head coach of the Cleveland Browns, who has hired Haley to be his offensive coordinator. This is uh, Jackson from uh, a story. Written by Zach Jackson, I'm assuming no relation, who writes for the, <laughs> My son <laughs> thinks I'm great. Who writes for The Athletic. Uh, Hugh Jackson said he wants to be the CEO in Cleveland, and Todd Haley's going to run the offense for the Browns. Uh, so Todd is, Haley's going to be the new head coach of Cleveland midseason? 
Yeah. This is Hugh Jackson on Haley in The Athletic. Quote, I talked to so many people, interviewed a lot of people, but when somebody like Todd Haley becomes available, immediately your antennas go up. How fortunate am I to find someone like Todd Haley? That doesn't happen every day. We want to score points. Todd believes in the vertical passing game, and he believes in running the football, that you have to do that. He likes to be creative and dynamic on offense. What he does is everything I've always wanted our offense to be. I just felt it was the right time to move in that direction. Todd's going to call the game. Obviously, as the head coach, I can make recommendations, but this is going to be Todd's opportunity to put his stamp on this team. He's got some pieces to work with, too. Got some more coming, maybe, with all the draft picks. They might win a game. If nothing else, this adds a little intrigue to what has become a very moribund Steelers-Browns twice-annual rivalry. Well... You can't do any worse in Cleveland. Literally can't <laughs> you do worse. It's impossible. Did they win a preseason game? They didn't go winless the entire year. It's no, good. they won all four of them, I think. Weren't they printing t-shirts? They, they went did. undefeated. August champs <laughs> or whatever. They peaked in the preseason. <laughs> when are Lord, they raising yeah. that banner? The home opener? I mean, undefeated more, preseason. There's more than one way to do it. This is... Uh, an interesting approach the Steelers have taken. I'm curious to see how Haley does somewhere else. He'll do well. He's gone to the postseason. He's proven. Everywhere he's been. Yeah. He's gone to the Super Bowl in Arizona. Playoffs with KC. AFC Championship with the Steelers. I'm not saying he's going to take them to the playoffs next year. I'm saying, hey, you guys got a pedigree. Randy Feekner roomed with Mike Tomlin at Arizona or Arkansas State. <laughs> But to Greg's point, that was a hell of a. Point. It was a hell man. Of a man. It, I mean, that, that was you a, know they talk about the uh, Johnny Rogers, Nebraska no, Cornhuskers, no, 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 and the yeah, Bud yeah, Wilkinson, yeah. the Bud Wilkinson Oklahoma no, Sooners, no, 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 and no, the Lou Holtz Notre Dame Fighting Irish, that, even, and then Arkansas <laughs> State. Arkansas is right State. There those four years, those six years. <laughs> the one game I saw, he called the Statue of Liberty on every single play, and 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 by God, it worked three times. <laughs> but when Ben Roethlisberger is, is quoted as saying, "You know, uh, it's good." We're going to implement a lot of the stuff from the past, like a lot of the packages and terminology from when Bruce Arians was here. He brought up He's BA. Pretty, he brought up BA, yeah. 2007 to 2011. Can't get like, over that. Get, oh, <laughs> we have to move forward. Yeah, like the entire Rock time Haley was you. here, it was a constant fight to keep things the way they were under Arians. They, and Haley had to capitulate, and he allowed some of that terminology to come in. And allowed them to keep some of the plays. Because Ben was going out on the field and calling Arians plays. And he was gone. <laughs> it's like they allowed ben, the ben terminology to come like, back in. Oh, like yeah. Broke I back call that, man. I'm not calling it that. It's not what it's called. <laughs> yeah. All right, man. Just do the thing. All right. But, I mean, we're calling it what we used to call it. <laughs> Try to get the ball from the 30 over that last white line there at the end of the field. Whatever you want to call it call it that but, but we can call it that right do that yeah <laughs> but that's you know it's just crazy in, in the in the beginning of shot uh todd haley's tenure they you know ben was going out there and just calling out bruce arians <laughs> plays ben said it's going to be a combination of arians offense haley offense and feekner offense and they're going to find He's the best like, of everything here's all you know it's, it's a tied a- pod of an offense yeah. all, all right guys uh, student body right uh <laughs> here's how you'll be able to recognize the ba part when Ben Power drops T. back, holds the ball for 11 seconds, and then gets 
ear hold in the side of the helmet. I, I, the ball pops up in the air, and they run it back for a touchdown. That's the Arian special. And then when he pitches it on fourth down to Lev Bell, that's five the yards. Haley part. That's the Haley part. The tip of the cap to mm-hmm. Haley. And then when Ben runs a couple yards and throws the ladder to Le'Veon, that's the Ben part. <laughs> when Ben calls a timeout and chugs a beer, that's the Feekner part. Is there any doubt that he's QB sneaking it the first time we see Cleveland? There's no doubt. If I was Haley, I would just call that 15 times for Kaiser to start the season. QB sneak, QB sneak, QB sneak, QB sneak. Who doesn't like him now? Just go straight Doc Ellis on him every time. Just go out there, QB sneak, QB sneak, QB sneak. Oh, sorry, no, didn't get the first down punt. They get the ball back, QB sneak, QB sneak. Tin cup with the seven iron, right? That's Ben. Ben is tin cup. Ben is straight up. He is tin cup. <laughs> and we keep trying to hire a Rene Russo, and no, and none of them take. No. <laughs> well, Rene Russos are hard to find. I only know how to play the game one way. Le'Veon Bell Stupid. also said in Orlando <laughs> <laughs> that he thinks the Steelers can get a long-term contract worked out before February the 20th, which is the first day they would be able to tag him with the franchise uh, designation once again. Uh, Bell thinks that's going to get worked out. Uh, he thinks both sides have to give a little, but he's very optimistic. Or so he says. By the way, like uh, the, the stuff with Ben reminds me, he's like Brett Favre in a lot of ways. He, he really he, he is. Really he's a gunslinger. Is. And, uh, you know, he knows how to do it one way, and he hates bending at all. And he's been super fun to watch. Don't get me wrong. No. This whole thing, that I just like when someone's there just going in his ear going, maybe you should lay up. Yeah. Maybe I, you should lay up on I, this one. I think he's the best quarterback they've ever had. Me too. But Without I, a doubt. But I don't think he's perfect. Nobody is. Yeah. That, I think the everybody, thing that makes him better is the guy in his ear going. Everybody can use a little help. I know little... you think you can jump over this ravine. Yeah. But maybe you shouldn't. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Greg Warren's hanging out with us uh, in studio. We're going to take a quick break, come back here on the DVE Morning Show. It's the DVE Morning Show, and uh, Greg Warren's hanging out with us right now. He's at the South Side Saturday Night Club Cafe. Bill Crawford's going to be on those shows, too. ClubCafeLive.com to get your tickets. Man, it is good to see you again. It has it been, is, a, been a yeah. full Always year. Good to see Greg. I think I stopped in once. I, yeah, on my way to Erie. Don't remember. Yeah, been yeah. a full year. <laughs> <laughs> it's a really good visit. <laughs> Non-impactful. About a year <laughs> since you've been here. And uh, what have you been up to? Or, uh, how are things going? Uh, I, dude, I, got, I had to get an MRI Oh uh, yeah, have you had one? Oh, I just had one. Yeah, really? Oh yeah, it's a it's terrible. Man. Oh yeah, it's a, whoever designed that machine is a sick person. <laughs> I think here's how the meeting went down. They're like, oh, okay, guys, um, now this machine we're building, these people are going to be in it. They're going to be injured, so they'll be nervous, and uh, they're also going to be claustrophobic because we're shoving them in a tube. So the way that we should make them feel at ease is is to make it sound. Like they're being riddled with machine gun fire. <laughs> and there's a. <laughs> How you doing in there? I think I'm hit. <laughs> oh, I love that feeling. They put those uh, big earplugs in. Are those comfortable? All good? Yeah, we're fine. Oh, Just- yeah. They, yeah. And then they tell you, you know, uh, don't move, which, yeah. you know, the I've pressure. spent a good part of my life. Not moving. It's what I <laughs> what I do best. It's like given the choice, I will not move. But as soon as they tell me you can't move, I'm like, 
I want to move, man. I got to move. I'm a mover. I'm a mover. That's what I do. Uh, yeah. I'm born to move. I know. I uh, nobody tells Greg he can't move. You don't tell me I can't move. Oh, that's what I do. I, uh, you know, I, I Christmas was uh, good for you guys, I guess. Uh, you know, yeah, the holidays great. in general are always. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I spent a lot of money. I, um, <laughs> I spent a ton of money, which like I, like if, if you spend money, I feel like um, I just want people to say thank you when I'm like. I, I don't like when they, now they kind of want you to be their marketing consultant. So like I, I, I spend like 200 bucks this place. The first thing the guy says is like, hey, how'd you hear about us? You know, it's it's none of your business how I heard about <laughs> it. It's, it just, just be glad that I did hear about it. I think the words you're looking for are thanking you. Like, like <laughs> the next time somebody asks me that, I'm just going to make something up. How'd you hear about us? Well, I belong to a lot of hate groups. And, uh, <laughs> they, uh, they told me that I was supposed to shop here. They, they said for every dollar I spend here, 88 cents goes back to the hate group. <laughs> All the hate groups. Even my favorite hate group. The, I hate the people that ask, how'd you hear about us? Uh, yeah. uh, <laughs> and, you know, we we're, were talking earlier about... Uh, um, you know, me eating at restaurants uh, by oh, yeah. myself, which, uh, you know. Well, a lot of comics do that. They, you do. And uh, and I get to, I guess there's just lever of just cantankerous. I don't, I don't I, I don't like it when they t- ask, they tell you how many sides you can have. Mm. You know, like, uh, <laughs> I, I just, I guess, I, I, I'll take the salmon and a baked potato and a sir, you only get one side. I get however many sides I say I get. I'm a, I'm a grown man. Right? Like, I, I know I don't look like I got a lot of money, but I can afford some sides. Here's a 50. Keep them coming. I'm going to get rain sides up in here. I decide the sides. I'm the side to side. I want them all. I want them all twice. I want uh, asparagus twice. I want a baked potato twice. And I'm not talking about a twice baked potato. I want two. I want rice pilaf. And between you, you guys and me, I don't exactly know what rice pilaf is. Yeah, like, I, no, I, it's neither. different every place. They, it's different everywhere you go. I, I Googled it. I looked it up. From what I can tell, rice pilaf is rice with anything else that you want to put in it. <laughs> anything. You know how sometimes you drop yeah. your phone in the toilet and you got to put it in rice to dry it out? Yeah. Technically, okay. <laughs> that's rice pilaf by, by the letter of the law. That, that's what it, definitively. Yeah, yeah. I, I got in a, looking at rice pilaf. Yeah, I got, I got in a little bit of side trouble with the red lobster. I uh, I go. Uh, I'll I'll take a, some trout. First of all, okay, the waitress. I think she thought I was poor. Okay. And I'm not. I mean, I'm not rich. You're but going to have lobster. How poor could you exactly. be? Exactly. I mean, and and just between you guys, and I, you know, I'm like, I mean, I could do. I could get whatever I want at Red Lobster. Like, I, like, I, I, <laughs> I, I, I'm not saying that I would, but I could go two entrees if I wanted to, <laughs> you know, a, a couple times a month. But uh, and I was wearing like my third best shirt. I mean, I was I, I, I did not look poor. Right. Um, so I go, I'll take the trout and some asparagus. And uh, she gets real concerned. She's like, oh, sir, uh, asparagus is a premium side. I'm like, so. What does that mean? Like, is is real good? And she goes, uh, no, it's extra. I'm like, how much? She goes, a dollar forty nine. I'm like, I, I can swing it. Like, you know, I mean, I, you know, I, 
I got to call my guy. I got to call my guy. I, 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 you know. He says we could do it. I mean, he says we. I mean, we're gonna have to move some stuff around. Like we're gonna. Yeah, Is there I'm probably a check gonna, cashing place. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. I'm gonna. I might have to put off retirement for a couple of years, but we're gonna make this happen. Matter of fact, this is a big night. I want three three asparaguses or asparagi. I don't know the plural, but uh, I can asparagi. I can. I, I've, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll keep the girl, but I'm lousy with guys. Yeah, yeah. And yeah, uh, I a dollar forty nine. Dollar forty nine. She, she thought I was gonna a break payment me. plan. She really and she was not being like. Snotty, like I, like she really thought oh. she was. Genuine she was like, concern. "Listen, oh, we honey. both know this is not <laughs> like I didn't think you could do it, anyways." But like, just you know, go down the go down the Long John Silver's. That's your, that's your <laughs> this style. Is not is there a pawn yeah, shop yeah, around yeah, here? Yeah, this yeah. is my third best shirt. I don't yeah. want to embarrass you in front of the rest of the yeah. Cheddar Bay <laughs> residents. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, Cheddar Bay biscuits. But I think you've been priced I, out. I, I don't think that. Yeah, let's come on. <laughs> you know, the Burger King has a big fish sandwich. <laughs> you could pretend that's you lobster. Could get two of those. A <laughs> dollar <laughs> forty nine. You get a whole meal it's not, there. Yeah, it's not. Yeah. Uh, Greg Warren's at <laughs> Club Cafe Saturday night. ClubCafeLive.com. Bill Crawford's on those shows as well. Go down to the South Side and uh, see some great comedy. Have a good time. It's a cool and, place. Uh, yeah, they've it got is. a nice red, red lobster. Right there, uh, you can stop and have dinner beforehand. Val has uh, news coming up at the top of the hour. Valerie, what are you talking about? Oh, coming up at the top of the hour, we're going to talk a little bit about what Vikings fans have in store for Eagles fans for the Super Bowl. Oh yeah, I've oh, heard some. There's yeah. some dirty play here going well, they're on. Giving it away, some retaliation. But... Yeah, uh, you can get a thousand dollars in workforce cash coming up after this commercial break. So keep your ears peeled. I'm going to have to have, I'm going to just take my old iPhone out with me that I, you know, never traded in, that's not active. So you can just satisfy so can, the hand-holding craving. Just to craving. hold it. Yeah. Oh, this is so good to hold. Just yeah. hold, You know, and then you can't activate it, and at least you'll get the... Uh, the the buzz. The, the muscle the memory, you know what I mean? That's what the they charge. say about smoking is the, the take, placebo effect. Taking it to the face is really the... Yeah. Uh, is really the, the thing you get addicted. Taking it to the face. <laughs> yeah, taking it to the face feels really? like not the right. Is that the wrong there. thing to say? Yeah, that's Cr- what Elton John's tour is called. One last shot to wow. the face. Wow! First, first punch from Greg Warren. <laughs> <laughs> it's a walk off. Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Taking it to the face. <laughs> 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 you don't know me, brother. Oh, I know you, brother. <laughs> Come on over here. I don't really need to know you. <laughs> A much different here. song. Come on over here, long hair hippie. <laughs> they had to. They had to like talk him out of it. Michael McDonald goes in there with a song called "Taking It to the Face," and the Doobie Brothers are like, "Hey, guys, uh, listen." I don't want to be like Alpha Doobie here, but maybe taking it to the face. No, man, I don't know what you're talking about. This is a good song. I think people are really going to... Me and my brother hit me with a snowball. 
It's about that. Taking it to the face. That's how that song started. That's it's crazy. just so funny when somebody uses that phrase like, oh, yeah, take it to the face. When they're like, people are eating or something and they're like they're pigging out and someone will say, oh, I've yeah. T- never t- heard anyone say that before. Never heard today. that phrase? I've yeah, heard yeah. them say that when they when they talk about drinking. Yeah, take it to the face. Take it to the face. Yeah. Take it to the face. It just sounds, I don't want to eat anymore. Yeah, yeah, no, thank you. You would really described it a little bit too much. Look at you taking it to the face. All right. You know what? Val, what's going on? The Here's... Doobie Brothers didn't deserve <laughs> The poor Doobie Brothers. They're, they're getting drug into this. <laughs> Here's a Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Dormont Appliance. Clouds will decrease as we go through the day today. Still chilly, high temperature 35. Few clouds tonight down to 26 and then much warmer on Friday. Mostly sunny, high temperature 53. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 26 degrees now at DVE. I'm Val Porter. Toys R Us nationwide closures are hitting the Pittsburgh area. Officials say stores at Ross Park Mall, Washington, and Manaka will all be closed by April. A Babies R Us store in Monroeville will close as well, but the Toys R Us across William Penn Highway will remain open. The closures are part of the big box retailer's bankruptcy restructuring plan. <sighs> Having a kid's store across a highway seems like a bad yeah, that's idea. A, that's such a great idea. Right. A new report shows six out of ten Americans Americans are stressed out about health issues, with two-thirds concerned about the cost of health care. The American Psychological Association study says the stress cuts across all income levels and says the findings are deeply disturbing since chronic stress is associated with car- cardiovascular disease and insomnia and can take a real toll on a person's emotional health. And speaking of taking it to the face, new research says smoking even one cigarette a day can harm you. Just one study published well, this week. Well, then go two. You know, yeah. Uh, a study published this week in the medical journal BMJ says cutting back on smoking not at all as good as quitting, which is pretty evident. I think you don't have to tell people that the study suggests smoking just one a day still carries half the risk of developing heart disease. It comes with smoking a pack a day. Yeah. See, that's why it was so. I was a casual smoker for Me so too. long, and that was the dumbest thing because. It, Just it, enough to really hurt yourself. Yeah, but not enough to be like, you know, it. I wasn't a real man. Larry. It no, wasn't my are. identity. Yeah. On some level, you uh, you knew that that was... You know, that I knew it was bad the whole time, yeah. Right, you didn't need a $7 million study to tell you. That, uh, <laughs> no, but I did think I was in better health than, you know, John Mellencamp, you know, who's smoking in the shower. Maybe sure. not. But apparently, might as well have just fired up nonstop. I had a buddy who bought like a duffel bag of tobacco and a press. He was like, I figured out how to cut costs. I'm like, I think you're in too deep, dude. Like, you're making your own cigarettes now? No, but the uh, the rationalization for that was that it was, was healthier. Your friend- <laughs> yeah. Oh, really? Yeah, it was it's- healthier because it didn't have any of the preservatives in it. And you, oh, you- I see. Yeah. No, that smoked- wasn't his angle. Well, I mean, it could, that could have been just. Oh, he- was your friend a boxcar willy? <laughs> <laughs> He lived under the bridge. <laughs> Anyways, where did you I, get a bandana that big? I told this story before. My uncle used to roll his own cigarettes. And I, when I was, I probably was five or six years old, I thought, I'm going to smoke. Oh, and I yeah. just rolled up the paper and lit it, Ooh. and it burned in about a half a second. Yeah. It was like, whoosh. My lips, I was like, ah! My you- favorite kid smoking story is that waitress at the improv, Kimmy. Yeah. She... Her, her, you know, she heard her sister, I guess, talking about smoking weed. So she went outside 
and picked some leaves or weeds, <laughs> rolled them up. She smoked poison ivy. Oh, <laughs> my God. <laughs> oh, my God. She, if you know this girl, she's crazy. Oh, she's like a party girl. Yeah. I mean, she probably isn't now, but when I first started working the improv, she was. And she smoked poison ivy, and she like she got so oh my God. messed up. Like, her whole throat was messed up for weeks, and her parents were just like, you're the dumbest kid. She's like, I, <laughs> I was smoking weed. <laughs> Look, man, kids eat po- Tide Pods now, so yeah. there's no- Adults do too, but yeah, that's, that's somehow I would matter. rather eat a Tide Pod than smoke poison oh, ivy. Yeah, yeah. Like, probably less dangerous. Rather take my chances. We went to a donut shop uh, last week. I was working in Springfield, Missouri, my where I was born, and uh, <laughs> there's this donut shop there that has these donuts made to look like Tide Pods. On no. the, it's pretty cool, yeah. man. It's pretty awesome. Oh, no. yeah. Val did, did a story one? about that. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's called it's called the uh, Hertz Donut, and it's uh, it's it was I didn't have one, but it was it looked pretty cool. They're donuts in some places doing shots that look like Tide Pods. Oh yeah, yeah. Well, to be. they uh, you know, the Post Gazette pushed out a story this morning that said yes, Pittsburghers eat Tide Pods too, as if they were like bragging, like That's, hey, Amazon, <laughs> hey, come a- on, yeah, right. <laughs> Amazon, don't worry. We can keep up with the Joneses. <laughs> if this doesn't get us the headquarters, nothing will. Yeah, we're just like the stupid Joneses. <laughs> when the Minnesota Vikings played the Eagles in Philadelphia, the, some Eagles fans were not very polite. Some. To visiting Vikings fans. Some uh, of those videos were brutal. I mean, oh no. just a oh nice God. Midwestern Scandinavian oh, lady hey, uh, trying to uh, root her team on. We just on. got in last night. It's going to be a great game. Uh, real, real happy to see so you. Philly guy just screaming. What was that? That was a full beer can. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I never been stabbed before. That's, uh, <laughs> opening scene of Private Ryan music. Like they're just trying to get in the Lincoln Financial Field. <laughs> <laughs> uh, this is the so the, this is the city of brotherly love, right? Uh, <laughs> my first fans, time being curb stomped. <laughs> Viking fans, though, might get the last laugh when Eagles fans come to Minneapolis to watch the Super Bowl. Many of these fans are apparently signing up to be Uber drivers for the weekend, mm-hmm. so they plan on picking up Eagles fans and taking them to the wrong. Places oh, that's actually good. That's uh, so out good. Out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, that's great. I thought the, I was like, no, guys, Uh-oh. you're not going to get back at him. You're, you're oh, what we're going to do. Uh, we're we're going to really show, we're going to really give them what's for. That's, oh, oh that is straight Fargo right there. I mean, by accident, you, shoot them in the face. You're an Eagles fan and there's just some dude wearing one of those flap hats <laughs> driving in 84 Aries K. Oh, that's great. You man. know? Oh, yeah. Well, no, just any minute now. <laughs> I'm going to get you back. We're going to kidnap you. Yeah. <laughs> And millennials who grew up with Barney and Friends may be shocked to learn. Actually, not just millennials. uh, Everyone might be shocked to learn. The purple dinosaur is now a sex therapist. Actor David Joyner operates a massage parlor called Tantric Harmony. He teaches only women clients. He charges them $350 per session. He claims his unique techniques help women balance their chakras and release energy. Uh, He recruits women whom he dubs goddesses via Tinder and converts them into tantric believers. He played Barney from 1991 to 2001. Randy, you've tried that uh, going to get your chakra right line before, haven't you? Uh, let me balance your chakras. <laughs> I think you got some off-balance chakras. Yeah, Let's get so you up right. here on the... Uh... I mean, give me a break. <laughs> the Barney guy? Yeah. It's just, and wasn't the Elmo guy a perv, too? Yes. Uh, per- therapist. Super perv. <laughs> perv. perv. Yeah. Licensed no. therapist. Perv.
Do you look at porn at work? Well, a lot of people do. <laughs> a new survey asked the heads of IT departments at 600 companies if they noticed a lot of porn traffic from employees at work. And 41% said, hey, you know what? Yeah. There is, quote, a high percentage of people looking at porn during the day. On the bright side, if you are one of those people, there is a chance your company doesn't know. 29% of IT managers said they don't monitor employees' web traffic at all. That's for the best. So surf on. Um, yeah, most places have like a block, though, don't they? I don't know. I mean, Like if, the library? UPMC. I mean, if you work at UPMC, you can't call it Pornhub. I mean, I didn't try four or five times, but <laughs> pretty sure you can't. Roger Daltrey is planning to perform the band's classic album, Tommy, with the Boston Pops. The special performance of the classic rock opera will take place June 15th at Tanglewood in Lenox, Massachusetts. As was previously reported, Daltrey is in the process of writing his memoir, which should be available in August. He also has four solo shows lined up for this March. Metallica is holding its annual Met Store garage sale at its official online store starting at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Some of the items up for sale include the last copies of the deluxe box set of the 1986 album Master of Puppets, the red vinyl edition of the latest album Hardwired to Self-Destruct, rare tour shirts, limited edition tour posters, and more. And randomly selected orders will receive prizes including guitar strings and drumsticks used by the band and commemorative picks as well. It starts at 1 o'clock this afternoon. Finally, Dennis Rodman has completed rehab after just one week. Wow, yeah. he's getting good at Miraculous. it. Yeah. <laughs> TMZ reports the former NBA star who was arrested earlier this month for DUI will reportedly now move to an outpatient center before continuing long-term treatment in California. Decreasing clouds <laughs> today, temperatures in the mid-30s, it's 26 at DVE. Greg Warren is hanging out with us in studio this morning. He is uh, going to be at Club Cafe for two shows on Saturday night with Bill Crawford. The Taking It to the Face Tour. Take- <laughs> Taking it to the <laughs> We're going to get a season desist it from, the- from the Doobie Brothers. <laughs> That's my favorite new song. Taking it to the face. So dumb. Um, all right. By the way, clubcafelive.com to get tickets to see Greg and uh, Bill Crawford on the bill as well. Saturday, two shows at uh, Club Cafe on the South Side. All right. This is. Uh, this is a uh, a weird development and possibly kind of terrifying. Value or alluding to people's porn watching habits. Now, uh, there is a new development in porn. And this is why Reddit might be the end of, of our species. I think people are now making really convincing fake celebrity porn videos. Okay, now here's the thing about this: these are not computer wizards. You see. A computer wizard made it easy for anybody to do this. There's technology out there <laughs> now that allows any dope with a computer yeah. who knows how to have, you know, who has the most rudimentary Photoshop skills. And they can now make their own porn videos. It's the guy who came up with the software or the dancing yeah. elf where you could just put in somebody right. from your family <laughs> oh except the porn version. Yeah. This redditor named Deepfakes, all right? He figured out how to face swap women like Gal Gadot and Taylor Swift into porn videos on his PC. He used a machine learning algorithm which is a form of artificial intelligence. And then videos he just call off the web. 
Uh, and another Reddit, Redditor created an app that allows even technological novices to get in on the act. Now, basically, what this means is they can take anybody, and they can take your face, and they put it into the thing, and now your face is on the porn actress or actor. I know, and Randy, wow. I can tell that you don't approve of this or whatever, but if you've seen <laughs> the Beatrice Arthur and 50 Cent video, it's, uh, <laughs> it's fantastic, man. I mean, it, you would you would just swear that was them. It's already terrifying that someone can basically come along and put anybody they could put your face into a porn it. video. I know. Yeah. But the implications go uh, further than that, you know, because it's hard to tell fake news from the real thing, right? Now, add the technology to fake videos of just about anyone doing just about anything. Oh, oh man. All right? This guy's going to, yeah, this guy, this idiot, Redditor or whatever guy, is going to bring down some country. Yep. <laughs> well, sure. The first thing is you think, like, porn. All right. Yeah. Uh, get to put whoever, yeah, you know, B. Arthur in there, Rue McClanahan, yeah. Mm, Dame uh, Judy Dench. Then the next thing you know, it's, oh, yeah, here's Bill Crawford uh, punching a horse in the face after the Super Bowl. And then, uh, all right, look, that happened one time. <laughs> that, that Green Bay Super Bowl was tough. Yeah. Here's a tough a, loss. So-and-so with a hooker in a hotel room in Russia. Oh, man, that's, yeah. Yeah. And then you can just make up anything. There's no bueno. Rue McClanahan was a, a handsome woman. Though, uh, in, in <laughs> handsome. <laughs> why, why is it that handsome only applies to men, by the way? They, they, no, they say that about yeah. women of a certain age. They say she's, a, so. she's a handsome woman. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah. I didn't think so. Nah, I'm with Greg on this one. I've heard Are it. you? Yeah, I've heard it a couple. Yeah. Of, usually like a women maybe over 50 or whatever. She's a, she's a handsome woman. Huh. I had not heard that. All right. Uh, <laughs> my cousin... <laughs> Sports coming up at the bottom of the hour. Penn send a goalie down, and Ben says, don't worry, the offense is going to be great. It's the DVE Morning Show. Greg Warren's hanging out with us. David Schwimmer. Oh, juice. Juice. Oh, juice. Oh, oh juice. Juice. Oh, juice. Oh, juice, don't do that. Want to go to Arby's and get some? Oh, juice. Oh, juice. Oh, juice. Oh, juice. Oh, juice. Juice. He is uh, starring in a Skittles Super Bowl commercial. Only one hitch. Nobody's going to see it. Did you uh, hear this whole thing? Nobody's going to see the commercial no. or him? Nobody's going to see the commercial. It's this very strange thing they got going on. Uh, Skittles is not airing the ad during the game. Instead, a teenager from Canoga Park, California will be the only one to see it. But viewers will be able to watch his reaction to it through a live stream on Facebook. <clears throat> so Skittles has released four 15-second teasers featuring David. In one, there's a talking sandwich. Oh, what's going on, juice? <laughs> and there's one where David is adrift in space. Um, and uh, there's another. In space. And, oh, space. There's another where he's a weird monster with glowing eyes. And one where he's a puppet's puppet. I guess they're all pretty weird. Yeah. Um. But, well, yeah, the Skittles commercials are traditionally weird. So we're going to watch the guy's reaction, the kid from Canoga Park. We're That's, watching a guy no, watching. No, we're not. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if they utilized that, uh, um, the technology from the guy that put the, fork, the fake porn 
uh, oh, yeah. app on there, and the guy thinks he's going in to watch a bunch of hilarious David Schwimmer videos, and he goes in there, and he's like, oh, those two Rosses, one cup. I'm actually... Uh, <laughs> I've got a lead role in a, a sitcom that nobody's going to watch, too, as a matter of fact. Oh, yeah? yeah oh, yeah, good. Yeah, 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 one yeah. guy from Canoga Park is going to watch it. Bill and I heard this story yesterday about a guy... <laughs> When he hears something gross, immediately gets like, like he, gets, he immediately starts dry heat. He dry heat, but not like a <laughs> like a, not like a. It's like a sound effect. It's like a sound effect. It sounds more like uh, the disposal in your in your sink, you know. Yeah. So that like if you say something gross happened, he just goes. <laughs> and we could not stop coming up with scenarios. Just, like how funny it would be to walk past the guy and just say stuff to make him do that. Be like, hey, uh, hey, good to see you. How you doing? Hey, a cow crapped all over the. <laughs> yeah. Somebody sharted in the elevator. <laughs> <laughs> I just said a jar you, of boogers. <laughs> you're, uh, you're his best man at the wedding. You know? <laughs> Do you? You're an old day. <laughs> if you could make somebody, they'd be like, quit it. Man. And the guy would probably be mad. And people are like, listen, don't gross me out. Whatever you do, someone vomited in the drinking fountain. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, stop it. You know I can't. <laughs> we were laughing. So. Uh. <laughs> it was so stupid, but it was making me laugh so so hard. Hey, man, uh, 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 in all seriousness, balls. Uh, <laughs> 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 Naked Trump. <laughs> oh my God! So uh, the other thing about the Super Bowl, you can throw him for a loop too. Be like, hey, yeah, Claudia Schiffer. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah okay. with uh, motor oil all over her face. <laughs> <laughs> Eating a week old dead deer. <laughs> 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 Bob Costas, uh, not going to be. <laughs> Remember his pink eye? His eye. His eye. His eye. <laughs> Bob Costas' eye. eye. <laughs> Stop it! Stop talking about Bob, Bob Costas. Costas on the Winter Olympics. Just saying, it's making me do it. <laughs> Uh, the Super Bowl, of course, is on NBC, but Bob Costas is not going to have anything to do with it. This is crazy. When you said earlier that you were done with the NFL, I thought it might have been either partly this or something with the anthem, but nah, I get it. You've had three teams No, it's, from yeah, it's not at all the anthem. That uh, yeah. I wouldn't leave for that, but okay. it's, it's not a political thing. Right. Just, they took my teams. Yeah. Uh, well, <laughs> Bob <laughs> Greg, sit down. We're moving the ramp. <laughs> There's been rumors NBC took Costas off the Super Bowl because of comments he made in November about how football, quote, destroys people's brains. All right. But he says that's not the case. He said he didn't want to do the Super Bowl. Quote, not only do I not have a problem with it, I'm actually happy about it. I have long had ambivalent feelings about football. So at this point, it's better to leave the hosting to those who are more enthusiastic about it. That's a bit surprising. And uh, he'd like it to be known that he's been outspoken on his concerns with football for years, so his recent comments shouldn't come as a surprise. 
He said, quote, I've addressed football and its undeniable connection to brain trauma many times. It's the elephant in the stadium at every game, whether others choose to acknowledge it or not. And it's not going away. So the idea that I am only now finding my voice on this or that NBC was taken aback is just wrong. Okay. I, I mean, I don't know. I guess he doesn't watch boxing or uh, yeah, really. UFC either. Uh, you know, there's always, everybody always has sport. the cognitive yeah. dissonance that allows them to watch con- contact sports so that you don't think about the ramifications of what you're, you know, whatever blood sport you happen to be watching at the time. But how old is he? Bob Costas? Yeah. Oh, God. You think he's 70? He, mm. He's late 60s. He's a St. Louis guy, isn't he? Oh, yeah. Still lives there, man. Yeah. 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 I'm, I'm, I met him when I was like in the. Sixth grade, we took a trip down to the radio station. And to, oh, no kidding? Yeah, yeah. Was he like, look, you should never play football. You have a head start. You know, I don't remember, <laughs> uh, but his eye was like all... <laughs> <laughs> I think that's what made me laugh was the sound that we were told he made. Not that he would get sick, but that he would... <laughs> if I could make somebody do that involuntarily, oh, I would, would do it all it would be, day. It would be very, very... You would abuse that power. Oh, you, without a doubt. <laughs> You'd throw him for a loop, though. Oh, in a business meeting all the time, you just just sucker him in for like 40 minutes yeah, of yeah. regular talk, and then every once in a while, uh, placenta chili. Guys, I take this opportunity. I mean, Bill over there, he's, uh, his, uh, everything's heading northeast. I mean, if you look at these graphs, day old mayonnaise. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> he just keeps it to a low roar, like a guy with Tourette's that you just get used to in the room. <laughs> Continue. Some things only get them halfway. <laughs> yeah, three-hour old mayonnaise. <laughs> <laughs> he does it with like a question, like. <laughs> Let me hear more. Six hours. Uh, like the I'm listening grumble. <laughs> How did you come across this mayonnaise? <laughs> It was smeared on my lip. <laughs> <laughs> Wilford oh. Brimley Schmegma. <laughs> it's like the Make Me Laugh show where you weren't allowed to laugh. It's oh, yeah, make man. me dry heave. And just have to like, give him a lot of money if he can last 60 seconds without dry heaving. And then just have comics come out and just yell gross things oh, at the guy. His face well, is like red and sweating. <laughs> like when, uh, remember when... Uh, Beavis and Butthead were not allowed to laugh in health class. <laughs> we will definitely be talking about masturbation. Pursuit is up next. Sports on DVE. DVE Sports. All right, our buddy Greg Warren hanging out in the studio with us this morning. He'll be at Club Cafe Saturday night for two shows. Club, clubcafelive.com for tickets. Mike's got your sports right now. What's going on there, Mike? Let's uh, take a look at the Penguins this hour who are hosting the Minnesota Wild tonight at the PPG Paints Arena, 7 o'clock on your Penn's flagship, 105.9 DX. Uh, back in town with the Minnesota Wild, none other than Matt Cullen, who spent uh, a brief portion of his storied NHL career with the Penguins, and they were two pretty good seasons, 2015-16 and 2016-17. The Penguins winning a couple of Stanley Cups during Matt Cullen's tour of duty in Pittsburgh. Mike Sullivan talked about Cullen yesterday and emphasized how the Penguins lost a whole lot more than just a player 
when Cullen wound up in Minnesota this season? I always looked at Matt as an extension of our coaching staff. He's uh, he has uh, great integrity. He he was one of those guys that the coaching staff could go to, and 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 he would help us get a uh, get a feel for the pulse of the team. Where are we at? Are we tired? Are we not tired? Should we skate? Should we not skate? You know, there are certain guys that the coaching staff can go to to get a to get feedback. Uh, honest feedback on on where where our team is at and and Matt was one of those guys yeah, there's not many of those guys they are they are rare and uh you know Cullen has played for Anaheim Florida Carolina the Rangers Ottawa Minnesota Nashville and the Penguins in his career which has now encompassed 1413 regular season games one of the reasons he's bounced around is because he is always in demand because he's so much more than just a player but uh, not to be lost in uh, the intangibles and, and the coach on the ice stuff that Cullen brings to a team is that uh, he was a pretty good player in Pittsburgh as well. He's just a terrific human, and and certainly we miss him. He was he was one of those glue guys that 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 I think helped bring a team together in the locker room, off the ice, uh, and and his play on the ice speaks for itself. He, he's you know he was one of those guys in the last two years that that elevated his game to another level that helped us win championships. So I can't say enough about him. You know he's he's one of those guys I think that. Uh, that I'll always have so much respect for, for for how he helps a team win. One of those guys, there are a few of them in, in the various sports, but only a few of them that everybody seems to know them. Nobody ever has a bad word to say. They're just universally liked and respected. Cullen was great with the media. And uh, maybe my favorite Matt Cullen soundbite of all time, this is Cullen speaking on uh, May the 30th, 2016, the Penguins had just beaten San Jose 3-2 to in Game 1 of the Stanley Cup Final. So they have a one nothing lead. And Cullen is asked about some of the young guys the Penguins had in the lineup, how they hold up, you know, first time on the big stage, that kind of thing. He addresses that, and then he transitions immediately to what has to happen next. Talk about the young guys being pretty unfazed by it. It's pretty impressive to see the way they played, you know, whether it was Matty or Rusty or Shears or, I mean, Tommy Kunekla had a good game. There's, you know, you go down the line and all the young guys played well. So I think we did a good job of handling it. I think, you know, the next challenge is handling the fact that it's only one game and we can't, you know, pat ourselves on the back here too much because game two comes in a hurry and we need to have the same urgency and, you know, we need to clean up a lot of areas. So we need to be smart. You know, usually you get to that game two stuff the next day. And he went right there. Because, hey, all right, yeah, you played a game in the Stanley Cup final, kid. Congratulations. Got a lot more work to do. Don't take your foot off the gas now. Uh, that kind of leadership's invaluable. And it really is. He just always had the right thing to say at the right time. And uh, they're going to do it. And he comes with his own talent scouts because his kids were telling him, <laughs> you know, they were scouting every goalie, telling him where to go. You got to go top shelf on this guy, put it in the five hole on this guy. Got four goals and seven assists in 47 games with the Wild this year, and he's minus nine. But uh, he's going to get, I'm sure, a uh, rousing ovation tonight, and it'll be well deserved. Pens and the Wild, seven o'clock on your Pens flagship, 105.9 The X. Ben Roethlisberger had some things to say yesterday in Orlando, Florida, at the Pro Bowl regarding the Steelers' transition at offensive coordinator. Roethlisberger telling Steelers.com that he didn't campaign for Randy Feekner to replace Todd Haley, but 
At the same time, Roethlisberger's not complaining. You know, I, it's not like I went into Mr. Rooney's office and said, hey, listen, let's, let's get Randy. But, you know, I think um, you know, everyone kind of knew that, that we have a good relationship. I mean, he's one of the longest tenured guys in, the, in that room. I think everyone understands that his work ethic is what it is and his uh, input and knowledge of the offense is what it is. And I think that was, was very beneficial. And, um, you know, I don't think it was any secret that we have a great relationship. And that I, I think that that's what they wanted to propel moving forward. Conversely, I don't think it was any secret that he and Todd Haley didn't get along very well. And uh, that's one reason why Haley's in Cleveland and Feekner's in Pittsburgh. It says uh, offensive coordinator on the door to Feekner's office, but isn't Ben Roethlisberger really the de facto OC? Well, I think we're going to be working together, which I think is the key. I think that's very important. I think all of us working together from all the, the coaching staff to the quarterbacks to positions, I think it's never one person's offense. It's always our offense, and I think that's – that's the biggest thing. And, and like I said, Randy and I, um, we've worked well together for a long time, and I, I hope and that we'll continue to work well together. Le'Veon Bell also had some things to say yesterday in Orlando. Bell telling reporters that he thinks the, the Steelers and uh, his people can get a long-term contract worked out before February the 20th. That would be the first day that the Steelers could place the franchise tag on Bell again if they chose to go if they choose to go that route. Teams can franchise players from February the 20th through March the 6th. Uh, said Bell, quote, we'll definitely get it done before then. We can definitely do that. Bell also said that uh, he was excused from that walkthrough before the Jacksonville game. It was an excused absence. That's the reason he didn't get there until uh, the very end of the practice. Bell said that uh, Mike Tomlin knew it. His running backs coach James Saxon knew about it. And most of his players most of his teammates, excuse me, knew about it. Okay, whatever. We'll figure it out one way or another. It's going to be curious to see which way this I goes. hope they don't give him a long-term contract. I, I, I hope they just franchise him, get him for one more year. He said he'll retire or not quit, play. didn't he? He went back on that, though. Oh. Said he was excited about playing for the Steelers going forward. So I... If he did that, he would never sit out a year. There's no way he has to play it in order to get the contract he would want the year that after that. that makes no sense for him to do that. Yeah, I don't think he's going to walk away from the game in his mid-20s. But. He thinks that his rap career is going to be so flourishing that he won't need football. He's already made so much money. Is he delusional about that? Oh, yes. I don't know. If you, if you guys heard Iverson's uh, rap <laughs> album, it was pretty solid. Yeah. It's just not very smart. Helen Beck, I want to hear you scream. Play some rap music. <laughs> Bruce Willis, Last Boy Scout. Oh, thanks for ah. doing the uh, reference part at the end. I like the tagging it. <laughs> One Footnote. of my favorite movies, actually. You guys were looking at me like you didn't get it. I, I, I'm, I'm, no. Helen Beck should have given it. Joe Helen Beck should have yeah. given it away, but it's a, a fine film. Uh, <laughs> Damon Wayans? Yeah. After the soap opera year we had, I don't want to be compared to any movies next year. No. I want it to be straight, just rolling through, hot knife through butter. There's a reason to watch the Pro Bowl, though, because Randy Feekner is down there. He's offensive coordinator for the uh, the Pro Bowl team. Interesting to see what he calls. <laughs> ben? <laughs> what do you want to do? I'm not in there, Randy. <laughs> 102.5 WDVE, Randy Bauman. Along with Bill Crawford, Val Porter, Mike Pursuit, our friend Greg Warren is hanging out in the studio with us this morning as well. He is going to be 
performing at Club Cafe Saturday night. Tickets available at clubcafelive.com, two shows. And Bill Crawford is going to be a featured act uh, on both of those shows. So get your tickets now before they sell out. All right. Uh, Neil Brennan tweeted this out, and this kind of blew me away because I'd never really thought about it. But Traveling Wilburys. I saw this. Yeah. All right. Remember when the Traveling Wilburys came out? I do. Yeah, they had that one album that was awesome. Right. The 80s. The end of the 80s. But at the time, you know, the perception you had was, ah, these five old guys got together uh, and, uh, you know, put out an album. And uh, that's what it is. They're a bunch of, you know, old rockers coming together. Kind of neat. Legendary, though they are. No one doubting their their bona fides. But these guys, uh, yeah, they're old rockers. He then put a picture of them with all of their ages on it. <clears throat> at the time? Yeah. Turns at out the, they, they weren't old. I mean, not kind of how you think about it. In 1988, when they released the uh, the Traveling Wilburys album, here were the uh, band members and their respective ages. Bob Dylan. When did you guess he was right around then? This was 88? Yeah. He was four, 47 years old. Oh, you didn't get a to guess. That's crazy. That's just... <laughs> you didn't give him a chance to guess. Jeff Lynn from ELO, who's only 41. Five, wow. 41. I know. I thought he, at that point, I thought Jeff Lynn was like 20 years removed from ELO. Yeah. Orbison is 26, man. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Petty was only 37 then. That is unbelievable. Oh, All right. Younger than me. Roy Orbison, the the oldie of the group. Had now, been dead for two years. <laughs> I honestly, he died like two years after it. He didn't live very much longer. I thought he was super, super old. He was only 52 years old with oh, the traveling world. How is that possible? And how, then, how old did you say Dylan was? 47. Oh my God, younger than me. Yeah. And then George Harrison. I, I, he was only 45. D- didn't you get, have the yeah, impression they were all those guys, 50s, oh, 60s? Yeah. 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 Nope. Especially Orbison. I, I picture him as like 80 at that point. <laughs> <laughs> Me too. Yeah. I definitely thought he was really old. Like, you know, like his death wasn't a huge shock. Like, well, yeah, he was an old guy. No. He was, you know, just on the 55. other side of middle age. Yeah. Right. <laughs> But uh, that's just a little bit depressing to think about. Anyways, live your life, hug your pets, take your friends for walks, whatever. I was going to say the Rainbow Crazy. Bridge, but is that just for pets? I think that's dogs and cats, yeah. Well, I bet they want them with the Rainbow Bridge. <laughs> bridge to Narnia. Something like that. Why is the pets the Rainbow Bridge? But... I don't know. You can make it your own Rainbow Bridge. Yeah, but maybe I wanted it to be a Rainbow Bridge. With sparkles? Sure, Whatever. <laughs> Bunch of bunch of pets without leashes. Just a big Skittles commercial Running in the free. sky, something like that. My heavens, whatever I want it to be, Val. You're right. I just hope Roy Orbison is there. My Blue Heaven. With uh, oh, it's one of my favorite movies. My Blue Heaven is a great one. What do you got going on? We're gonna hear the secret to a long life from a 105 year old man, and hey. uh, we'll also talk about he why he was only 14 when the traveling <laughs> wheelbarrows were. When the Minnesota Vikings played the Eagles in Philadelphia, the, some Eagles fans were not very polite Some to visiting Vikings fans. Some uh, of those videos were brutal. I mean, oh no. just a oh nice God. Mid- Midwestern 
Scandinavian oh, lady he, uh, trying uh, to root her team on. We just on. got in last night. It's going to be a great game. Uh, real, yeah. real happy to see so you. Philly uh, guy just screaming. What was that? That was a full beer can. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? Uh, I, uh, you know, I, I never been stabbed before. That's, uh, <laughs> <laughs> opening scene of Private Ryan music. It's like they're just trying to get in the Lincoln Financial Field. <laughs> <laughs> Randy Bauman and the DVE Morning Show. Craig Warren's hanging out with us. He is uh, at Club Cafe with Bill Crawford. Saturday night, there are two shows. Go down to the south side, hang out, clubcafelive.com to get your tickets. Say, th- yeah, yeah, or something, Greg, you know. Huh? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, right. huh? yeah, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, yeah, all right. There you Sorry. Go. Yeah, right. Come Sleep throw full w- beers at us on yeah. stage. Yeah. That- <laughs> <laughs> uh, Val, uh, with the uh, with the news and the other important uh, uh, metrics and whatnot. Here's the Channel 11 Severe Weather Center forecast brought to us by Bridgeville Appliance. Clouds will decrease as we go through the day today. Still chilly, high temperature 35. Few clouds tonight, down to 26, and then much warmer on Friday. Mostly sunny, high temperature 53. I'm Scott Harbon, Severe Weather Center 11. It's 27 degrees at DVE. The news is brought to us by Sport Clips. A construction trades career workshop is happening this Saturday. The event is for anybody who wants to get into the construction business. Company owners say they're soon going to lose about 15,000 workers because baby boomers are reaching the age of retirement. That workshop will take place at PPG Paints Arena. In other work-related news, if you are looking for a job, the Wienermobile is hiring. Hey, Oscar Meyer taking applications right now for its next group of Wienermobile drivers. Oh, I thought it was the Anthony Wienermobile. <laughs> no. <laughs> Different, uh, uh, that's just what he calls his car, the Wienermobile. <laughs> they are looking for people with public relations or marketing backgrounds who can start in June and work for a year driving from coast to coast. Salary is, quote, competitive. I love that you have to have a $80,000 college marketing degree to drive a hot dog. That was like the big job when we were like, they were always hiring college kids. Competitive with what? Competitive <laughs> with all the other uh, mobile hot dog uh, <laughs> cars. Ice cream trucks. Who's the CEO? Neil Huntington? <laughs> Our Wienermobile is going to be competitive. We're going to go out there and compete. If you're interested, applications are just nine every stoplight it wants to race. Yeah. <laughs> 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 We're competing. Two, the two Asian guys yeah. from <laughs> Lane Better Off Dead. Maya. <laughs> <laughs> Scientists in China say they have created cloned monkeys using the same process that created Dolly the sheep back in 1996. How do we know? Uh, these are not the first cloned monkeys, but they are the first made using advanced techniques that refined what was used in the 90s. They say so far the monkeys seem a-okay. Hmm. It's early. For Davy Jones running around. Right. Give it some time. Until they rip <laughs> someone's face off. Yeah, it's all, it's all fun and games until the monkey rips off somebody's face. Yeah. A guy in England <laughs> has lived to be 105 years old, and he says the key to his long life. Not joining the traveling Wilburys. That's one. <laughs> Uh, whiskey, number two on the list. Whiskey. Jack Reynolds, who still hits the gym regularly and also has the world record for the oldest person to ride a roller coaster, has uh, a shot of whiskey in his tea every morning and two shots of whiskey and a glass of lemonade every night. Wow. I like the whiskey and the tea. Nice toddy. Yeah. Start oh, the day. It's a good one. I like that he starts his day with that and then goes to the gym. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Any booze, uh, the gym's not happening for a long time. I know. 
you know, I, I always smell people. I mean, people smoke weed and go to the gym a lot, but you very rarely hear like anybody getting drunk and like, let's go work out. Yeah. That would be. I tried it once when I was in my like twenty early 20s. <laughs> I tried. I, I was drunk and I went running just to see. It was terrible. <laughs> oh, my God. Did you throw up? The only it, drunk running you do is up, when you run was, from something. <laughs> yeah, that? right. The only drunk running you do typically is oh, when yeah, you're yeah, running yeah, yeah, from yeah, yeah. something. Yeah. Drinking and in the slag dumps. Sometimes you can have Jesse Owens speed when that happens. Oh, yeah. And nothing I, run, more, I run from the cops like I would run from an alligator. I zigzag. There's nothing more thrilling. That's important. Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, you have the serpentine. Yep. A, a buddy was legs. telling me that. I went down to the uh, Everglades or whatever, or I was in Florida, and I went, to, and there was this, like... Alligator alley. There's a giant alligator that just laying across this... Uh, it was, like, sleeping. The road? Across, no, across the trail where I was walking. Oh, my god. I mean, it, it, was, it was probably, you know, 12 foot. It was just there for a long time. <sighs> And it was the only way it was like walk around it and you had to walk pretty close to it. And these people like did it before me and I'm like, all right, man, I'll, uh, <laughs> I did it. And I was like, I might die here. But I told my buddy, I'm like, yeah, I did it. And he's like, well, you're supposed to zigzag. I'm like, yeah, not if he's not chasing, you don't just start, you know, just start zi- prematurely zigzagging. You see one at the zoo and yeah. say, and he can yeah. pick up the pattern. Yeah, exactly, man. You do it when he's chasing you. You see what he's doing. He's he's watching film of you. Yep, he zigs, then he zags, then he zigs, then he zags. All right, I got this. It's a zig and then a zag every time. This guy's dead meat. A South Carolina woman is facing an assault charge after whipping a burrito. Uh, a man rather uh, after whipping a burrito at his boss during his shift at a Taco Bell. That's Police awesome. in the town of Spartanburg <laughs> say officers were called to the border on Monday after a supervisor reported telling the worker stop being a crybaby uh, because the worker was complaining about working in the morning. Screw you Mr. Rutherford. It's <laughs> <laughs> a great what way to hit me in the head with ow! Yeah, <laughs> the, the boss found herself the victim of an assault by burrito. Uh, she wasn't seriously hurt but did complain that she was maybe burned by the cheese that splattered on her. The irate worker, whose name was not released, didn't stop there. He also took off his headset and smashed it over his knee and then ran out. Uh, <laughs> how about, I like how he had to use his knee to, to really fulcrum the, br- the break to on the plastic I've seen those headset. Taco Bell headsets, they're not that strong. Oh, yeah, you, could, you, you can't snap a Taco Bell With headset. One hand. I lost. He probably it. tried to. He probably tried to snap it. Uh, 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 if he couldn't snap his Taco Bell headset without using his knee, I have a feeling that burrito throw didn't make much of an impact. <laughs> Just kind of like falls off her chest. Like, what are you doing? Why would you do that? Police have put out a warrant for him for misdemeanor assault and are trying to track him. <laughs> Shot down. puts it. <laughs> <laughs> It's an Gross. awkward thing to break over your knee. One time I lost it. It was after Easter. The girls had their <laughs> baskets out, and I was cleaning something, and I tripped over it, and I picked the basket up and tried to slam it off my knee, and it didn't really <laughs> smash, and Serena just laughed at me. And then I put it on the ground and just stomped it to pieces. <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, can't break it. I'm stopping. Oh, my God. <laughs> Pulled out a gun and shot it. <laughs> <laughs> Just wicker confetti all you over my living room. You can't break wicker. No. <laughs> well, found out the hard way. Lighter Bill, fluid. Whenever I'm in a situation, I'm trying not to cry. I think of the story you told about being in your basement and you were either putting something together, something together and yeah. you got so mad and you just punched it. <laughs> oh, my God. I punched it a thousand it. times. Yeah. What was it? One of their toys or something. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, dude, they give you these tools and they're like, they don't have any handles and I'm sweating and it's just. Oh, the Allen wrench type oh, thing? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I, I hate those. And then all of a sudden, uh, Ikea will do this. Like, you'll be looking at directions. You're building it for mm-hmm. like six hours. Right. And then on step 53, there's a picture of two guys. I'm like, I don't have another guy. Where's the other guy? What, what guy? It's just me. There's no other guy. But you're so far in, you've already got sweat equity into this oh thing. Oh, my God. It's like, yeah. I, I will keep this uh, dresser of drawers that I got. It's, it's, it's garbage. I'll keep it for the rest of my life because I put so much into right. it. They should hire a guy at Ikea that you can hire to come, and he's dressed like the guy in the... the yeah, it, yeah. Just, and then he's just like, like a stick figure. No yeah. facial He just shows up, <laughs> blank face. He's like, well, one of those Chinese monkeys tore off my face a long time ago. This is the only job I'm, I can really do. In TV news, another 90s series is getting a reboot. CBS mm. announced yesterday Murphy Brown is coming back for a 13-episode stint as part of the 2018-19 season. So dumb. Candace Bergen will be back in the uh, title character role uh, with the rest of the cast yet to be announced. The the guy died, didn't he? The painter guy? Yeah, Robert Pastorelli. Uh, The 71-year-old actress will also be serving as an executive producer. Impressive how you pulled that out. I know. The show originally ran for 10 seasons from 1988 to 1998. Was that show funny? I never watched it. I don't. It was pretty good. Think I think I watched it. it I was mean, good. ten seasons. Yeah, it was pretty good. It was good, but uh, it's over, and it shouldn't come back. She was. Wasn't she the first host of SNL? No, the first ever was George Carlin, but uh-huh. she was one of the. It was first. a big she was in the top. I remember, yeah, because they said Belushi not in, and, not in conjunction with Murphy Brown. Though Murphy Brown came no fifteen years later. Yeah, right, right. Uh, Belushi and uh, Aykroyd were in love with her that week. They said. Well. She did the movie, Ke- uh, Ke- not Catch-22, uh, Carnal Knowledge. And I think Art Garfunkel was in it, so he might have even been the musical guest then. But there was some weird thing. One of the guys was in that movie. Somebody from SNL had something to do with the movie Carnal Knowledge, and I can't remember what the uh, corollary is. It might have been Michael O'Donohue, a writer or something. I can't remember. I remember seeing that movie on cable when I was a kid, and that was uh, thrilling. <laughs> oh, it's, I mean, it's called Carnal Knowledge. Watch you know. it. Sneak watch it like I had two Cheech and Chong movies. Oh, yeah. Uh, Meryl Streep going to be starring in the second season of Big Little Lies. The 68-year-old will join on as a season regular in the drama series based on the best-selling novel of the same name by Leanne Moriarty. She'll play the mother of Alexander Skarsgård's character. Alexander Skarsgård. Season two is expected to air in 2019. Uh, Streep's last major TV role was in the miniseries Angels in America in 2003. Um, I always thought they should have got that one Fleetwood Mac song. Tell me lies, tell me big little lies. And then I heard what the show was about and I thought, eh, that's probably not yeah, the right not, song for this. Yeah, uh, They're not th- frolicking on the beach. 
Finally, This Is Us fans are looking forward to Super Bowl Sunday. That's when the show will finally reveal how Jack died. After yet another tear-jerking episode, the show teased the next one, which will air immediately following the Super Bowl. Tuesday night's episode, spoiler alert, spoiler alert, spoiler alert. If you watch This Is Us... Turn the station. And you haven't watched it, yeah. Bulletin, Uh, bulletin, bulletin. This past Tuesday night's episode revealed a house fire, which was sparked by a slow cooker Jack did not turn off. Fans already suspected from an earlier episode the house fire is what caused his death, but this is causing Crock-Pot, the company, to have to speak out. Because people are going on social media saying they're throwing their Crock-Pots away so they don't (laughs) set their house on fire. Crockpot's like what we do. It got so bad, Crockpot had to release an official statement saying, Crockpot understands the concerns brought up by last night's episode of This Is Us, and we too are heartbroken by the latest development in Jack's (laughs) storyline. However, it is important our consumers understand and have confidence that all Crockpot slow cookers exceed all internal testing protocols and all applicable industry safety standards and regulations as verified by independent third-party testing labs. For nearly 50 years, with over 100 million crockpots sold, we have never received any consumer complaints similar to the fictional events portrayed in last night's episode. In fact, the safety and design of our product renders this type of event nearly impossible. Our hope is that the team at NBC's This Is Us will help us spread factual information regarding our product safety. While we know their primary mission is to entertain something they have continued to excel in, we also feel they have a responsibility to inform. Just like many fans, we will be watching next week's episode to see how Jack's story progresses. And regardless of the outcome, we want consumers first and foremost to know they are safe when using their crock. That's a lot of words to just say. Thanks a lot, NBC. Yeah. <laughs> Crockpot hasn't put out a statement in 30 years. Oh, that's the yeah. Super Bowl for that PR <laughs> guy yeah, for Crockpot. Uh, yeah, you're right. <laughs> this is what I've been training for. <laughs> I got it. I wrote this thing six years ago. The Maytag repairman of uh, the Crockpot world just waiting around. Yeah. Really? Today is the day. Uh, I can vouch for the safety of crockpots. I'm pretty sure I've left those things on for like eight days in yeah. my house cooking oh, chili. Yeah. Oh, no, it's fine. Just leave it on. It's a crockpot. No, I can sue them if my house burns down. Would, my favorite, would you say that's a bad plan? My favorite thing that's ever happened with a crockpot is when we were doing that first backyard oh. barbecue with Billy Gardell, <laughs> and the power went out for the whole broadcast because they had eight crockpots plugged in. <laughs> we were overcrocked. The engineers are like, what happened? Uh, we had too many crock pots in. Yeah. So we're down. Yeah. We're off the air. <laughs> Let's enjoy the fruits of those the, crock pots. The fondue is going to get hard. The, the crock pots, though, um, let me tell you something. I love my Game changer. Amazing. I use it all the time. When my parents got divorced, my dad took about three years till he figured out how to cook something. But once he did, it was in a crock pot. So we had a lot of crockpot meals back then. Yeah. Not a lot of seasoning, but there'd be like a meat in there and then sauerkraut all over it. And that was enough. Yeah. And you'd be yeah. like, oh my God. Not bad. This is really good. It's great. You for know, that. you can do this in a crockpot. And then he just put, now he just uses it for beans. My dad has been making beans. What is it about old guys and beans? My dad used to make beans. He put beans in everything. Because it makes you deuce, probably. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of fiber. It's a diuretic. Yeah. When you're an old guy, not a diuretic. <laughs> no. Because that makes you pee. Yes. 
Everybody thinks it's diuretic because of diarrhea, but <laughs> but it's not. It's, I, it's you know, a diarrhea and I never thought that, but that does make sense. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Now that so I, it, yeah. it would be t- called Piaria. If it, it was right, <laughs> right, which is the worst oh, of the shopping <laughs> malls oh, in Pittsburgh. Oh, they thought it was going to be great. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Don't say diarrhea. <laughs> I was going to say diorama. <laughs> Close enough. Close enough. <laughs> Forecast today, decreasing clouds, temperatures in the mid-30s. It's 27 and DVE. Uh, it's coming up here in just a little bit. Ben Roethlisberger talking about the new offensive coordinator, Randy Feigner. Gets uh, Sean. I keep saying Sean. I grew up with a guy named Sean Haley, so I've for some reason for the last two weeks I've been in this stupid habit of saying Sean Haley instead of Todd Haley. Yeah, Nikki Haley's the new... uh... (laughs) DVE Sports. Mike Pursuta with your sports right now on the DVE Morning Show. And hey, it must be good. The Steelers are all at the Pro Bowl. That's good news. Great news. I mean, that must must mean things went great this year. Well, according to the standards of some... By the way, how do you just luck into getting the Pro Bowl offensive coordinator? I mean, the Steelers. Again... Stepping in the dung and come out smelling like a rose. <laughs> Roses? Sports are brought to you by Panhandle Cleaning and Restoration. Ben Roethlisberger is one of those Steelers down at the Pro Bowl, and he was talking offensive coordinator yesterday, specifically the shift from Todd Haley to Randy Feekner, who was the quarterback's coach. Haley's now the offensive coordinator in Cleveland. And uh, Steelers.com... Uh, Doing an interview with Roethlisberger yesterday. Bunch of other people in on it as well. And uh, Roethlisberger telling uh, all who cared to listen that, uh, you know, he wasn't necessarily championing Randy Finkner to take over for Todd Haley, but nor is Roethlisberger complaining. You know, I, it's not like I went into Mr. Rooney's office and said, hey, listen, let's, let's get Randy. But, you know, I think, um, you know, everyone kind of knew that, that we have a good relationship. I mean, he's one of the longest tenured guys in, the, in that room. I think everyone understands that his work ethic is what it is and his uh, input and knowledge of the offense is what it is. And I think that was, was very beneficial. And, um, you know, I don't think it was any secret that we have a great relationship and that it, I, I think that that's what they wanted to propel moving forward. Yeah. It's not like he went into Mr. Rooney's office and said, you know, you don't get rid of Haley yesterday and elevate Figner. I'm going to think about retiring again all off season and maybe <laughs> hold that over your head for four or five months, and we'll see how that works out. It's not like that happened, but hey, great for Randy Figner. Randy, I know you're impressed Congrats. with his credentials. And track I have no, no look. I'm not saying he's going to be bad or he isn't the right hire. I just haven't been made to like understand why we're better with Randy Feekner, as opposed to Todd Haley, other than Todd Haley was a pain in the ass. But, uh, hey, to my, Ben. My friend is super cool, and Ben would love him, but he wouldn't be a good offensive coordinator. <laughs> well, maybe this will make you feel better. Which friend? Because I think not know, that. some of your friends. Yeah, I mean, that guy knows. I mean, they, he knows the playbook. Yeah, A lot of people are looking at this as... Fickner really isn't the offensive coordinator. He has the title, but Ben Roethlisberger... He's a player coach. ...is the actual and, offensive and coordinator. And honestly, I'm all right with that. Yeah. Well, Ben is not one of those guys, just for the record. Well, I think we're going to be working together, which I think is the key. I think that's very important. I think all of us working together from all the, the coaching staff to the quarterbacks to positions, I think it's never one person's offense. It's always our offense, and I think that's 
that's the biggest thing. And, and like I said, Randy and I, um, we've worked well together for a long time, and I, I hope and that we'll continue to work well together. Don't get me wrong. I don't think Ben would do something that he thought would make the team worse. I don't think that he's going to allow somebody with no idea of what they're doing to become the offensive coordinator. That's a good point. All right. I don't think that's the case. What but his I, vision might not necessarily be the correct vision. Well, I like more voices in the discussion. Yeah. And if, if it's just sort of sycophantic, you know, and not a lot of, yeah, good idea, man. You know, <laughs> like, I, I think it's not. I know, like the un- player-coach thing. I think it's just make him Reg Dunlap or whatever. Yeah. You know, just- <laughs> but I don't think it's unwise to have differing opinions on what to do there and maybe be open to the idea that your idea in any given scenario of what you should do might not be the best one. Well, I know. I think a moment ago you, you stumbled upon the – the manner in which they're going to work together. I can envision a scenario where it's third and inches from the Steelers' 19-yard line, and, and they throw a deep ball to Antonio Brown. And afterwards, we asked Ben Roethlisberger, Ben, how did you guys come to the point where you threw deep to Antonio Brown on third and inches? And Ben will say something along the lines of, well, I felt like throwing it deep, so I told Randy <laughs> we're going to throw it deep. And he said, go right ahead, big guy. <laughs> something like that. I think that could work. Again, Are we you- making too much of the offensive coordinator? No disrespect to <laughs> oh my God. the job, but doesn't it mainly come down to execution? It does, but I think the coordinator is critical in preparing the guy to execute. Sure. Situational and putting him awareness. In the right, right position to execute. How many times in those situations, though, did we come up short this year? Uh, again, I'm not yeah. saying you couldn't do better than Todd Haley. Tell me why the guy who's never done it is better than Todd Haley. I just. It just seems like when you're talking about limited window, we don't have a lot of time to capitalize on all these superstars on the same team. Let's get a guy who's never done it before to be our Phil Jackson. That doesn't sound... They'll counter with continuity and the guy who's been here and same time. Well, that that leaves a big question mark and a lot of finger pointing if they don't do what they're... Yeah, it does. ...what they're supposed to. Should make for a fun season. Oh, yeah. Let's have another one of those. Hey, uh, some other Pro Bowl tidbits. Uh, Le'Veon Bell speaking to reporters down there in Orlando yesterday, and he said he thinks they can get a long-term contract worked out prior to February the 20th, which would be the first day that the Steelers would be able to franchise tag Bell again this year as they did last year. Bell also said that he had an excused absence for that walkthrough the day before the Jacksonville game, the one where it was reported by the Post-Gazette that he only showed up for the last five minutes. Bell said everybody knew that was going to happen, or almost everybody most of his teammates and head coach Mike Tomlin and his running backs coach James Saxon. So take that for what it's worth. Now, all this Le'Veon Bell stuff sounds great. Uh, He's also probably aware at this point that they're not going to comment on contract negotiations or any type of disciplinary thing with him. So he can say whatever he wants regarding his contract and what happened the day before the Jacksonville game, and nobody from the Steelers is going to contradict that if there would be a reason to. I'm not saying there is a reason to. Right. I'm just saying that's that's what he is saying, and it may or may not be the way everything's happening. The other thing, you know, speaking to Bill's point earlier of the importance of the, you know, are we magnifying the importance of the offensive coordinator position? When your team's biggest acknowledged problem from inside and outside critics is discipline, Bring in a guy up who's part of that same organization instead of, if you're going to make a change, bring a guy in who will make sure that his half of the job is buttoned down beyond reproach. I guess that 
shed some light on how much of a problem they think discipline is. Look, there's guys in their locker room who think it is on the offensive line. There are. But there are guys higher up on the food chain, the the people in power, who don't think it's a problem. Well, that's another reason why I, as a fan, am scratching my head a little bit at this one. Because if everybody acknowledges, like, Tomlin's got to button it down a little bit. Let's bring Ben's buddy in to run the offense. <laughs> like, well, well, I mean, how about a guy who might kick a little ass? More good news from the baseball front. Uh, Rob Beer Temple has a very interesting story on TribLive.com. An interview with Scott Boris, the agent for Garrett Cole, among other yeah. major league oh, superstars yeah, and wannabe superstars. Uh, Scott Boris assessed the Pirates trading Garrett Cole to the world champion Astros as, quote, David just gave Goliath his slingshot. Boris goes on to say, quote, When I hear them say, we're the poor Pittsburgh Pirates, I go, whoa, just a minute. This guy is sitting on an economic volcano. Where else can you increase the value of your franchise to $1 billion and not have to win anything? $1.4 billion is what Bob Nutting is sitting on. Well, maybe a little more than that. uh, Or no, maybe a little... A little less than that, uh, at least according to last year's figures. You have a Forbes had one point four this year. No, last year they had one point two five, according to Rob. Oh well, still over a billion. Maybe and, they're anticipating the fact that they've completely bungled. Yeah, the ninety eight win season. Beer Temple points out in his story that uh, when Kevin McClatchy bought the Pirates in February of nineteen ninety six, they were worth ninety five million. That was the purchase huh. price. Forbes in April of two thousand and seventeen, according to Rob Beer Temple. Valued the Pirates at $1.25 billion. <laughs> That's incredible. 20 get, years. Getting rid of uh, McCutcheon, uh, Andrew McCutcheon and Garrett Cole saved uh, a combined $21.5 million in salary. Uh, Rob Beer Temple projects the opening day payroll this year to be about $79.7 million, which would be the Pirates' lowest since 2014. Don't go to the games. One more from Scott Boris. Quote, if the product on the field is irrelevant and all you have is a cash cow, then the fans of Pittsburgh deserve notice of that. Hey, man, that's not the fans. That's a guy yeah. whose business it is to deal with owners. Now, I mean, agent, he's a jackass. Agents have agendas, yeah. too, but where, where's he wrong? He's not wrong in any of it. These guys are robbing us blind, and we're allowing it. How much money did they save from Jung Ho Gong last year? $9 yeah. million? Well, how, when you say how, robbing us blind, how much do they put back in? Yeah, I donut hole, goose egg. They're sell, they're not selling championships; they're selling the baseball experience. Compete. Yeah. You're going to go out and compete. And but I'll, I mean, are you guys mad that they didn't double down when it was when they were hot, or are you mad that they're taken in the tank? Because taken in the tank sort of is the way you have to do it now to get. No, no, no. This is what they do all the time. I know, but you're, we you're are mad on because... a perennial five-year plan that once it starts to bear fruit, they completely chop. The yeah, tree there down. were there were three years when you guys should have gone big time on free free agents. They yeah. took the, they took a ninety-eight win team and dismantled it. Yeah, that that was a great team. That was they're basically what you're and the saying. Fans were insane. Is they are like Epcot for baseball? Yeah, it's not really. <laughs> baseball, but it feels like you're in a baseball game. Well, no, I mean, it is a baseball game, and I, I wrote about this for my online column for uh, Pittsburgh Magazine this week. I, I admit it, I'm enabling this guy because I love going to the games. Yeah. And uh, there are a million reasons, you know, romantic and sentimental and 
Uh, no, it's an, just because uh, well, it's fun, you know. What uh, will the attendance be at games when those guys come back? It's good oh, question. it'll it'll be close to sell out. Yeah. I think when the Giants come to town. In terms of the practicality of it, I have no I have no problem getting rid of McCutcheon and Cole because I think I think hey McCutcheon he wanted to be a Pittsburgher for life. I get all that. He's on the downside. He's his his skills are starting to deteriorate. Garrett Cole maybe he's going to be great in Houston. Maybe he's going to continue to be the tease that he's been as a potential hammer, but he's never quite going to be that. But to me, if you're going to do that, now you got to go sign Hugh Darvish you know, and get a real picture. But they it, don't do that. It's not who they get rid of. It's who they never, right. re- they never replace them with. And they're not done, right? I mean, Harrison probably is the next to go. He's already asked he's to asked be traded. He's asked to be traded. So this isn't just coming from the fans. I mean, it's coming from agents. It's coming from players. It's... No, screw Frank Coonley for blaming the fans for getting mad at Bob Nutting. What a ballsy thing to say. How about the sack on that guy? <laughs> Are you kidding me? I was really disappointed in the fans for blaming billionaire Bob Nutting. <laughs> for not, they don't understand how much Bob loves. He cradles a, a Andrew McCutcheon doll to go to sleep every <laughs> night. This is really impacting him. He's got a rival Pete Harnish. For Yambag? Yeah. Yeah. Pete Harness is a pretty biggie, according to Sean. Yeah. No, I've, I've, heard, I've heard people Jeez. talk about uh, boycotting. My wife's one of them. Yeah. But I'm, She's girl-cotting. I'm going to go to my uh, <laughs> 10, 15 games like I do. Yeah, you're That's part of the problem, mister. You know? When, when my brother lives in Virginia, he always times it every year that he comes up to a, a Steeler practice during camp and he goes to a Pirate game either the, the night before or the, the day after. Mm-hmm. He brings his son, my nephew, and we go to the game and drink beers and remember when we did that growing up, and that's what we do. Well, buy them from scalpers because that way they're already bought. (laughs) You won't be buying any additional tickets. The year they tricked me. Try to money launder your your investments. Yeah, exactly. The the year they really tricked me and sucked me in and and convinced me that they might really try to go out there and compete for a, a World Series was leading up to that first wild card game when they went out and got Bird and got a first baseman, Morneau, and they looked like they were poised to, that was to make a run. Cole was a rookie, right? Yeah, they were. That was that. He was so good then. That's when they played. They played the Cardinals in that NLCS, right? I don't think he was a rookie. Then. Or NLDS, wasn't that that maybe. was his first year, wasn't it? Yeah, I think so. Because him and Waka were de- were doing it out. Oh, Remember, because AJ Burnett didn't start yes. Game One in in. Uh, AJ Burnett had a rough series too, man. A rough postseason for whatever. Or maybe he did start game one and he got rocked. He didn't start game five. Yep. Yep. That was that was that, that was an NLDS. That was an amazing series. But then man. they let Morneau go and he signed back with the twins, right? For No, nah, he ended up somewhere else. Where did he end up? But I mean, it was like ten million a year or something like that? Colorado. And they still did didn't have a first baseman? Did he come from Colorado? I don't know. Just they, they need to commit to finding some real major league players. If it's not the guys they've been developing, then go sign them. But that costs money. Too often they uh, draft, develop, and then dis- dispatch. Right. And and cash the check. Yeah, yeah. that's what Kansas City used to do. Yeah. Uh, I heard the Brewers are going to look at Darvish. A lot of people are looking at him. Nothing. I don't even know who we're talking about. <laughs> <laughs> Who's who? Darvish. <laughs> I've been I've been looking at him. Bob. Well, the Astros were looking at him when when they were stealing his signs in the uh, or tipping <laughs> when he was tipping pitches. Yeah, that wasn't good. That was bad, man. Yeah. Ugly.
Uh, all right, I got to take a quick break. We're coming back. Greg Warren is hanging out with us. He is at Club Cafe with Bill Crawford Saturday night for two shows. Get your tickets now before they all sell. And that's clubcafelive.com. You're going to sell out. Sell out. The DVE Morning Show. Greg Warren hanging out with us here. We were talking about Andrew McCutcheon's leaving Pittsburgh. I mean, this video he made for the Players' Tribune. My last at bat in PNC Park. I I didn't think that was going to be my last one. But you guys, you know, gave me the ovation. I was able to actually sit there and, and, and uh, you know, think about it and, and let, it, let it sit in and savor it as much as I possibly could. So just thank you for the years, man. It's It's been awesome. It's been great, and you never know. You just never know. This is this not this isn't goodbye forever. <laughs> you know, just appreciate the time and appreciate the memories. Always gonna have them, and I'm always gonna be here in the off season. So I'm sure, I run into you every now and then. You know, so uh, yeah, this is just uh, you know, till then, till next time. You know, for now, but it's never a goodbye. Think Bob Nutting during that ovation of his last at bat at PNC Park the whole time was thinking to himself, "Okay, that's enough. Already, quiet down, <laughs> quiet down." Seeing money signs, not yeah. that big of a deal. Okay, he wasn't that good. I mean, he was good. <laughs> it's enough. Yeah, he only as a an opponent. I mean, I, I, the Cardinals. That guy got on. He was on second base three times every time he played the Cardinals. He wasn't <laughs> infallible, you know. I mean, I know he wasn't. But he he was declining, but the, the guy for some reason every time we played him, it seemed like he was on second. He had uh, a you know a bad year, and I didn't think he acted like a leader. No, he didn't. And I don't think that that all of a sudden you know puts him in the category of get rid of this guy. He turned it around completely and became the guy that we knew him. At. I think he kind of. Had to pull himself up by the bootstraps yeah. to use a tired uh, 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 idiom there, but uh, you know what I mean. Well, they pulled him up by the bootstraps, right? But he did, and he he named his kid Steel for crying out loud. Wow. Do you think they call him Steely? By the way, no, probably no, not. I don't. I think you need to be careful with that sort of stuff, man. Naming your kid after <laughs> my uh, my buddy is a comedian, and he named his kids. Uh, after comedians, Sam Kennison, he names his, his daughter Kinnison, which you wow, were, yeah, but the one that really wow, he did name his uh, also he named one of his daughters Cosby. Oh no, no, <laughs> no he did not. <laughs> at the time, at the time, it seemed like the most you know the, oh, this one's gonna be fun. Pick. Yeah, <laughs> he named his daughter after one of the most misogynistic co- uh, comics of all time. Yeah, yeah, Kinnison, yeah, yeah. Uh, and that one, we were like, oh, boy. But the other one's fine. <laughs> turns out Kinnison, was the, Kinnison, Kinnison was, the, yeah. was the good pick. Yeah, Kinnison yeah. turns out they to call be. call her Kinney or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Oh. The guy that used to coach the Devils in the Capitals named Tommy McVay, who named his kids after the city he was working in when they were born. It was Dallas, Denver, and uh, the last one didn't work very well. I think it was uh, Omaha. Isn't that what He's coaching minor league hockey. <laughs> I'm kidding about the last yeah. one. It was Dallas, Denver, and somebody else. Isn't that what the Spice Girl and David Beckham did? Brooklyn. I think Because so. they had their kid in Brooklyn. Yeah. yeah. I mean. Named his kid East St. Louis. It's really been tough. Yeah, that's a, that is a tough kid right there. I man. did the same thing. My daughter is uh, named my cousin Tony's wedding. <laughs> 
The hockey coach, though, you're really getting into some scary territories if you get kicked down to the minors. Oh, because you're bouncing all over. Saskajaw, yeah. get over here. Tell St. Saint Sue Marie dinner is going to be ready. And if Manitoba doesn't clean up her room. Port Huron, if I've told you once. Alberta, Alberta. Pawtucket. Pawtucket's not a bad name for a grandpa. That is a pretty good, yeah. Pawtucket. That's a, what is it, triple-A uh, Red Sox? Red Sox, yeah. yeah. It's also instructions for your yeah. grandfather. Got some stuff <laughs> hanging out, you know. Hey, Pa. Tuck it. Tuck it. <laughs> Sorry about that. <laughs> so so that was named? What, Pa Tuck it? Yeah. You know, there's a bunch of old guys who- Walking around, need, yeah. Need, need to tuck it? I don't <laughs> well, think it was, so. It was actually a, a limerick contest. <laughs> <laughs> Guys, if we name this town Pawtucket, we're going to have the best limericks. Those sons of bitches from Nantucket stole it right out from under us. <laughs> They're so pissed. That should have been us. That should have been us. <laughs> uh, Greg Warren is at Club Cafe on Saturday night for two shows with Bill Crawford. And you can get tickets at clubcafelive.com, and you should do that today. Yeah, don't wait, because a lot of the times these shows sell out, and then people think they can just walk up and get tickets, and they can't, and they're pissed. Right. That's no bueno. Uh, thanks, Greg. Tomorrow on the show, Bill Bellamy. Funny dude. Really funny dude, yeah. yeah. And uh, Sean Collier will be here as well, plus All a right. chance to win some workforce cash. Only th- four more days of slack. Wow. What? Four more days yeah. of slack. Oh, yeah, he just fist week? pumped. He's, He's going down. on from us. W-R-M-R in W-R-M-R. Wilmington, North Carolina. He's going to be the new morning show host in Wilmington, North Carolina. Is there a comedy club down there, Greg? There Dead Crow. It's a really good comedy club, actually. It's like kind of tiny little. It's a cool place. Dead Crow, yeah. Yeah. Hip. Yeah. There you go. name for a Beautiful. Dead Crow. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I saw dolphins one time in uh, Wilmington, North Carolina. Beautiful place, man. Dan Marino. Yeah. I saw dolphins yeah. uh, last Mar- year in Miami. Irving Fryer, yeah. Mark Duper. Yeah, it's devolved to this. But you get to visit <laughs> Slack in Wilmington, like North it. Carolina <laughs> next year. Uh, Slack, we, we had a little uh, 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 going away soiree. We did. For Slack last night. Very nice. Explains the relative... Uh, Sluggishness of yeah. the show yeah, yeah. wasn't our best effort today, at least mine. Well, you know, you didn't realize drinking those uh, hoity-toity hipster yeah. beers—they actually pack a wallet, pal. They do. Those aren't your uh, regular old, uh, you know, see-through. Yeah, Michelob Ultra, Olympia Light. Oh, drink twenty-two of them and still not feel it. That's uh, what I like. But it was nice to see Sally Wigan there last night who uh, gave Slack a goodbye card. And Slack, uh, how did she address it? Uh, she addressed it, Sally, yeah, on the so envelope. <laughs> Smart. And I thought that maybe she was regifting me a card, so I opened it. was sealed, the envelope, so I opened it up. It was to her. And it was a card <laughs> from Sally addressed to Sally. <laughs> Dear Sally, we're going to miss you. Oh, ow, ow. Oh, ow, ow. And, and she uh, barked at my wife. My favorite, my wow. favorite out of context thing I heard Sally say she last said night. Three of them, but yeah, that wasn't in my mouth. Yeah, she also when they put down her burrito, she goes, "I've never had anything so massive." <laughs> and she yeah, stuck Sally. her finger in your salad <laughs> repeatedly. She was talking about how she's been sick for two weeks with bronchitis and the flu, and uh, she just started eating out of my salad 
with her hands. Oh, boy. <laughs> Just bare. Taking it to the... <laughs> Taking it to the face. <laughs> we gotta go. All right. Uh, have a great day, everybody. Try not to barf. <laughs> oh.